Hey everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we are covering episodes 18 and 19 of Adventure 02. We are reaching the apex, the climax of our first arc. And these were some very good episodes, and I am excited to talk about them. Yeah, this Absolutely. is uh, we're finally hitting the pedal to the metal here, and we're we're going full speed ahead into the the climax. So that that's very exciting. Same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, we're at the peak of Digimon Adventure Two. I feel like if if I'm wrong about <laughs> that, then then that's cool. But um, I I it is not for these episodes being lacking in a, of any quality whatsoever. I'm, I'm I really enjoyed both of these quite a lot. So, um, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, yeah, let's get stuck in, I guess. So I think. Yeah, I think with that, let's just uh, dive right in then. There's just one thing I want to point out before we before we start with this. And uh, go for it. It's that three days before this first episode, episode 18, aired in Japan, uh, Adventure Zero Two Tag Tamers released in Japan, which is the uh, Wanderswan oh. game that stars um, Ryo Akiyama and and Kenichi Joji. So, like, for, for that that will be important context for later episodes. But as as of this episode. They expect that young Japanese fans have a knowledge of the plot of that game. It's, it's especially next episode, oh. I'll say. Yeah, exactly. So uh, make sure you have those notes for the test. That's going to be on the test. Yeah, I'll, but when we, get to ne- <laughs> when we get to next episode, when it becomes relevant, I'll just very quickly recap the plot of that game so that we can all be on the exact same page. But That sounds cool. good. Awesome. Cool. Okay. So I will start then, uh, if you're both good, with episode yep. 18. Go for it. So episode 18... Uh, run Yoli run or on the sub follow the Kaiser's base. So the episode starts off with all the Digidestined minus Joe and Mimi uh, do not make an appearance. Start searching around the digital world for the Digimon Emperor and his base. At some point within the search, Cody and Izzy find a ton of control spires and Digimon who are coming out of like a really strange type of dome. And so they want to get away. A Kuagamon attacks, and of course Tentamon can't help because. He is one of the old kids. He is not the shiny new model. He cannot digivolve. But Armadillomon, Armadigivolves into Digmon and helps them escape. Ken is catching up to them while they're sliding down the mountain. And again, Digmon helps save the day for them. And they end up using Kabuterimon to get away. And Ken ends up making a very pointed comment about Kabuterimon and adding him to his collection. That, again, will become important later on. So in the real world, again, Cody explains like what they saw, and Izzy ends up drawing up a map of all the control spires to show that Ken is making a path, and it's sort of leading to this pattern of where the spires are appearing. And so they obviously decide to destroy the base, and they decide the best thing to do would be to stay in the digital world until the base is destroyed, because if they just leave, then Ken will just be able to regroup, no problem. So the main issue is finding out how they're going to do that, because of course, with the digital world's time being synced up with the real world's time now, then there is the tricky problem of how do we stay overnight? So the older Digidestin, Matt, Ty, and Izzy, of course they feel kind of useless that they can't digivolve so they can't help in the fight, but they decide to make up a cover of a camping trip to give the excuse that they won't be home for a few days, including the younger kids. So they have the younger kids tell their parents, uh, Izzy tells his mom that they're going camping, and Matt convinces uh, Hirowaki to be the chaperone, because of course he's a chaperone. While this is happening, of course, Davis is packing his supplies, June finds out Matt is going and wants to bother Matt because it's June Motomiya. 
And then there's also a TV report about Ken still missing. And Yoli, the night before, Yoli is really concerned that they'll have to stay in the digital world for so long, but hypes herself up. She's like, okay, like, no, we can do this. We will do this. And as they go to um, enter the digital world, she is, she is super hyped. She is ready to kill it. The older kids end up leaving for their camping trip, but just as they go to leave in Hiroki's van, June shows up and Matt has to basically pull a Three Stooges stunt and get rid of her. So then the episode continues on in the digital world. They discover that the Emperor's base is not where it was before, so they're uh, all baffled, and Yoli just straight up climbed to control Spire and claims that the base flew away. Like, how else would it travel? How else would they leave this, this trail? And she, she believes it flew away. So Hawkmon is, and everyone else is just kind of like, look, like, we get you're excited, but you need to turn it down about five or ten notches. And Yoli, uh, presumably from the stress of this situation, <laughs> starts la- lashing out. She goes down into where the pit where the base was, a Dokugumon attacks, and Hawkmon saves her just in time, but he gets badly injured himself. Flamdramon defeats Dokugumon, and Yoli wants to stay behind to protect Hawkmon, and also because she feels like, oh, I, we can't fight, so we need to stay behind. Curry stays with her, obviously, to protect her in case anyone came during the night. And the rest of them start searching. Hawkmon eventually wakes up, and Yoli and him have this moment of her apologizing for how she let him get hurt, and him being like, no, like, it's okay. Essentially, she apologizes for being so hyperactive and so so out there and determined. And Hawkmon says, no, I, I like you how you are, so that's okay. But just, you know, we need to make sure that we're not doing this dangerously. And that's also what Kari tells her, to, to work together. And then the, the group ends up finding out that, well, because Kari and Yoli see that the base is flying in the night, so they know that the base is flying, and as that is happening, Ken is making the finishing touches on his newest Digimon, his partner, you might want to believe, even, that we'll see next episode. Yes. A lot, lot to, to, to tackle in this one. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I really adored Yoli in it. I think she was great. Yeah. I really like that this episode... So... so... Uh, last episode we watched episode seventeen where it was kind of like uh, it was a lot of recapping old stuff that happened in the first adventure series and you had the scene at the end which was hinting at like things to come but the most of the episode was kind of like twiddling its thumbs waiting to get to the end of it I feel like this episode is cool because it like does a lot of like it does it does a lot of things that are like leading up to like later episodes. Just but it still remembers to have like a solid core, I feel. Uh, like it has the Yuri storyline in here as like a good like core to build the rest of the episode around. Like the rest of the episode is pushing the story forward, but they, they remember to include like a good like A plot. Well, I don't know if you call it an A plot or a B plot, but they include a good plot in there for Yuri, who is obviously trying to, you know, um, figuratively post through it and is uh, is you know she she goes through some shit um, in this episode but it, yeah it's it's yeah. A, and it's a nice also it's a nice continuation of what other other side of ULA we saw back in the uh, Digitamon episode uh, a few weeks back so I uh, much enjoyed yeah very much enjoyed her 
her turn here, a star, uh, starring role here again. Mm-hmm. And there was just one uh, thing I wanted to zero in on before we start getting into the meat of the episode, and that's uh, answering a question that you had a few weeks back, Sloan. Um, so in the the subversion of the scene where it talks about like the uh, the interview with Ken's parents on TV, right? Okay. Basically, it's again it very very strongly implies that the police are presuming Ken's dead because. Ken Ken's dad says very in a very like stubborn tone of voice, is like, I- I'm sure he must be alive somewhere. But then his mom says he was such a nice boy in like past tense. Oh. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> well, I mean that's technically true. Like he's a he's a dick now, so like he but he was I he mean, wasn't yeah, nice he, he was yeah. a nice boy. He wasn't he was a nice yeah. boy. Yeah. But like no, the, yeah, like the, the phrasing of it definitely I think is meant to imply that you know the, the police are treating this like they're locating a body and not like, you know, trying to find a runaway. Right. Oh god, that's that's rough. Yeah. Um there's also a a, a very fun uh conversation early on in the sub between uh Daisuke and June when he's Daisuke's packing to go on the camping trip. Yeah. In in the in the dub like this this dialogue is very varied and has like a you know, it's a bit of a back and forth, whereas in the sub it, it sums up their relationship pretty well. Where he's packing and June goes in and she goes, Hey and he goes, Hey and she goes, So you're going camping? Yeah. With uh Takeru-kun? Yeah. That means Yamato-kun's gonna be there too? Yeah. I see. Then, and he just sighs and says, what are you trying to do here? <laughs> <laughs> like, he just keeps saying, like, he just in, entirely monotone and monosyllabic with his responses until he realizes where she's going with it, and then immediately just tells her to get lost. I love that. I did That's not, really good. I, I really liked it in the dub, though, where he, he's, it's like, he's like, oh, can I go? Yeah, you can go. <laughs> go out go away oh, <laughs> go away yeah. that's it that's that was really I, that was I, really I, good I, I thought that was a fun yeah. I, I i guess we see well kind of we see a little bit more of this in the next episode but i, I kind of feel like davis in these two episodes is written very closely to the impression you've you you have given of of davis in, in these episodes um mm-hmm. it's like of of daisuke rather in this in the series so far he seems a little more like not as bright as, as he normally is. Um, like if he is, if he's that way to his sister, then then I'm not gonna consider that as like typical David's behavior. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, f- I feel like that's just a normal like brother sister relationship. But um, I, you don't see much of it. Like yeah, you don't see much of it, and and it feels like he is maybe a bit more background in these episodes as well. And I kind of like that. But he, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he isn't annoying. In these episodes, he's much more tolerable, I find. Yeah, he just has the same kind of gung ho spirit that his uh, his sub version has. Yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was cool to see. Um, I really thought the June stuff in this episode was kind of. Like, I'm not trying to think about it because, like, on one hand, it's kind of mean spirited on like, <laughs> um, on part of on the part of the like older lads like ditching her basically, but on on the other hand, she she deserves it. She's kind of a pest. <laughs> like, that's yeah, and especially especially in the sub where like she explicitly bullies Daisuke. Like, it, it's it's seen as like a karmic retribution kind of. Yes, yeah. In the in the dub, it's more like, you know, she just comes across as like, oh, you know, she likes pretty boys, and Davis is kind of a huge dick, so he kind of deserves <laughs> to be like sort of taught down to or whatever. But um, it it works here anyway, just because. I feel like they make her like they make her seem really stupid in this in the dubbed version and like when she's just there like 
with her hands over her eyes counting down. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that the case in the Stubbers? Sorry, in the in the original as well, or? Yeah, she it, she's she's just extremely gullible. Like Matt says, um, or rather Yamato says that she, uh, he has a surprise for her, and it's very special. And he kind of says it in like a, a flirty way, intentionally. Ooh, <laughs> excellent, spicy. I'm thinking now. I'm just thinking again of like uh, Matt trying to like uh, hitch a ride, <laughs> like the first <laughs> series. <laughs> it's kind of like it kind of feels like the opposite of that in like a weird sense. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, that other whole scene that got cut from the that got cut from the dub version, but also that bit reminds me of, like one of my favorite running jokes this episode of just one uh, Ishida saying to the other, "You have a lot to learn about women." <laughs> first time it made <laughs> just no really sense. Funny. I thought like, the first time it made no sense because like they're marching in a line after like Yole being pepped up or whatever, and then Matt says that to TK. For some reason, <laughs> maybe it's because TK called uh, Yoli sir. So yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think that was the implication is because he says yes. TK's sir. got a good sense of humor, and I feel like Matt probably. I I reckon Matt probably doesn't have the best attitude towards women. I feel like. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, well, to be fair, look at his dad. He also has a lot to learn about women. So, but also, I'm he so knows he knows did. he knows better than to think that just ditching June in the middle of the street is a good idea. <laughs> Yeah. Or like won't won't come back to bite him in the ass later on. And speaking speaking of uh, Hiroaki, it's kind of funny in the sub they point out the reason why they they ask him to chaperone specifically is because apparently he took credit for the like the banishing the ghost last week, so he got a big raise oh. and uh, paid vacation time. Oh my god, that's good for him. I'm happy for him. he deserves it. I just felt like it's like so funny about that. It's like, it's like, hey, the ghost's gone. Uh, Hiroki, did you do this? He's like, yeah, yes, I did, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Tuxedo mask. Um, <laughs> very, very like, uh, yeah, that that's that's pretty funny. I I love that they went to him like regardless because it's just like, like the scene where they're actually at the campsite and he's just like. <laughs> It's just like, how do I catch a fish? I want a TV dinner. I wish I had a TV dinner, and I'm like, you are the (laughs) most pathetic human on this planet. I love you so much. He's like like that one meme. It's like, my feet hurt. It's too loud. I want to go home. (laughs) It's cold. (laughs) The music's so loud. I want to go home and listen to swans. (laughs) Um, That means great. But but also, not very very Matt's dad. (laughs) Yeah. I was really convinced myself that the reason, and this must be like old memories, like Mandela affecting in my mind, but I thought the reason that they asked Matt's dad was because like they needed to be like, hey, so TK and the others need to go into the digital world. Do you mind go- handling this big ruse with us? Oh, oh and you, then mean, you mean you remembered the adults knowing what Digimon are? And yeah, that their kids were actively all got it. ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that comes up like very early in this episode again of them just being like, "Oh, quick, we need to hide from Izzy's mom," and it's like, "Uh, oh right, you're doing this shit." I forgot. Yeah, yeah, that this that was in the last episode as well. So. That one specifically bugs me so much because Izzy's mom was the first one to find out in in the original <laughs> yeah. season. Like, she's, oh, that's we, right. She's a we, veteran we, of this. We spoke about this to death, but she, and, and to be honest, okay, the whole we thing, won't speak about it too much more. Off, so. She literally helped interpret the the prophecy during the <laughs> Venomitis Mon yes. fight. You, you yes, what? of course. You know what? Let's just agree that anytime there's a plot hole in Zero Two that makes no sense, a wizard mon did it. A wizard mon did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, we've used that joke, damn it. <laughs> we, need, at the end, we need fresh fresh material. At the end of of, of last season, with his dying breath, wizard mon just cast a spell that everyone will forget. <laughs> Yeah, one sure. claw on the monkey's paw curls. 
That's what he was doing as a ghost. He was just going around and like, you know, subliminal messaging in all the programs. Digimon don't exist. And, and then, uh, that's why. That, that's why the the, the TK Anon conspiracy started. Because... Oh God, <laughs> it, it's all connected. <laughs> you got Izzy. Um, Izzy with doing the fucking Pepe Sylvia <laughs> pose. God, give, okay, giving never we'll, forget a whole on. new meaning. Is Izzy? Yes. Loki have like is he the idea of is he having Charlie energy is like incredibly yeah. chaotic and I love it and I need that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um yes, okay, so oh, right, okay. I need Mona Marshall to let's... say the word milksteak and that's it, and then I'm happy. <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's a well he does become a philanthropist in the in the future, doesn't he? So um No, he becomes a CEO, so Oh, well, okay. You well, okay, I can't do that joke then. All right. Um look up Okay, you must have seen that. You must I have seen have. that. The Charlie, the Charlie. It's like the, it's the same episode as the milk steaks. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a clip later. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I really find that annoying. But also, the only way I could sort of, I know I said I didn't want to talk about this, but I did. I did have a thought during this episode specifically, which I did sort of want to say. Um, I find it would have been somewhat okay if they'd have said something like, like they they address the point that the parents know about the Digimon and stuff and that they're real but like they have actively like said stay away from that shit like we don't oh want, that would you know, make that sense was a, you were really brave but this isn't your job you know that kind of thing yeah that will make sense or maybe even just like oh you know maybe they're doing this at, like Cody's house or something or Yole's house or something where, where the parents Again, they're going to know about Digimon, but they're definitely not going to know about the kids being involved in it. And if they did, they'd definitely want them to have nothing to do with it. So if they went yeah. along that kind of thing, where it's like Izzy's like, well, I feel like Izzy, I feel like that excuse wouldn't even work for Izzy, given his like character growth during the original series around his parents. But like, if it was yeah. like Ty's mom, I could see Ty's, Ty's mom being very much more like, like, no, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, stay away from that. <laughs> but there we go. I guess. And then, of uh, course, Hiroaki would be like, okay, Matt, whatever, just, uh, can you bring me a pack of smokes on the way home? You know what, for that, they can just be like, oh, don't let my dad see this, he'll want to get involved. <laughs> I don't, I don't want he'll to want to drive the van again. He'll want to, he's like... Time he drove the van, there is too much chaos. Do you need the van? He's like, we, no, Dad, we can't put a van through the computer. Just, just, just <laughs> calm down, go eat your green fills, um and your TV dinner. Yeah. I don't also, know. Anyway, a it's, special it's... cameo from the mascot that we saw in that little cafeteria in the TV station or whatever. <laughs> oh, I love that mascot. Missed... Oh, right. It's I like see. you yes, only it's... see like a very small part of him, but it's very noticeable. Just like I do, just in a suit at a cafeteria table in a TV station, and I was like, "Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's that guy." I... <laughs> I found it. Sorry, just kind of pivoting here but i find it hilarious that the news reporter in the in the in the dub version at least or like reporting on like the ken nichijoji continued disappearance refers to him as boy genius ken nichijoji <laughs> it's just like you know what what like you don't have to hype him up during like the story about his possible death like you can no, just they, they do because they have to make people care about it yeah yeah well i guess i don't know well that's i mean the noise just well, the news in real life just needs to say like a Fifteen, you know, a, a a small white 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 boy <laughs> went to... <laughs> a white anyway. passing child. <laughs> yeah, a child exactly. is caught in a, in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Tweet from twenty fifteen. <laughs> hot air balloon. Yes. This uh, developing story. Yes. Yeah, developing. 
developing story. God, Balloon Boy was... That was so good. That's that, when was, I that, knew... was a, that was a purer time. In yeah, the world. A, a, more, a more innocent no, era. That was when Innocence, that was when innocence died, I think. Because <laughs> it just turned out to be a fraud and... Oh, oh that's true. I'm so disappointed. He could have been America's greatest hero, and yet he failed us. Well, you know, he, he purposely set out. He put a plan together to fake some shit. Yeah, and... I'm saying if I'm saying if he if he hadn't faked it and he had actually been caught in the balloon, he would have been America's greatest hero. Oh, I assume reason. if he was actually caught in the balloon, he'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. That's not what that's, not, that's kind of what I thought the whole time during that snow. It was just like, hang on, this whole like the I don't know. That just seems really small, <laughs> like for a child <laughs> to be in and like suffocate or something. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, Let's I about yeah. Let's talk about Yoli. Yeah. I, Yoli, I have Yoli. a lot to say about her. I think that this, like, one episode mini arc she has is really solid. Yeah, she gets a good development. I was, I was, I honestly com- entirely forgot about this episode. And I was, yes, I was very too. pleased that not only did she get some, some good stuff, but she also made a very obscure <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Vanilla Ice reference. Yeah, yes. I, I immediately noticed that too. That was great. Go yeah, yeah. Go Yole, go go Yole, go. I love I love that she's doing that and oh god who was who was with her in the room while she was doing that? Um, uh, poor old one. Like, who's in think... his cute little basket with the blanket that was the most Oh right, she's doing thing. that at like the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like I like Poromon's like sass about Please <laughs> about just Yoli. go to bed. I am Yoli. tired. It's just like shut the hell up. <laughs> I go the have to sleep. Um, <laughs> and yeah, even uh, yeah, even um, like the episode's title is a reference to the the movie Run Lola Run. Oh, yes. okay. So I was it's, trying to figure that. Yeah, was, yeah, that makes sense. It's uh, yeah, there's a good. Uh, she gets a good hodgepodge of of uh, quality references in this episode. I re- I really like that they interpreted her like nervousness about the whole ordeal in this way because it's like it's very true to what we've become there's done a lot of work in recent episodes to really kind of fast forward Yole's character development where like earlier episodes maybe kind of lacked in that area and and this is a really based on based on what you know of Yole from those this felt really true to what her character seems to be like she's she's very sort of loud and outspoken and that's often to like mask feelings that she can't quite ha- you know she hasn't quite got a grip on just yet like here it's her nervousness yeah. um you know before it was like her friend you know her feelings about like her friends and and, and stuff like that when like digitamon's confronting them like her choices to lash out here it's to be like way too sort of extroverted essentially and like e- even oh with God. the school grandma yeah. stuff she was she yeah tried to hype herself up but the pressure is a lot on her Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I did forget about that. So yeah, that's uh, again, that's a good example, and it's cool to see that continue and and also get time. Yeah, it also gave me what I thought was really interesting between the original kids in the group of uh, TK and Kari and the new kids of TK and Kari being like, well, of course we have to stay there like until we're done, and then Yoli be like, yeah, and then like it immediately dawning on her like, oh, we have to stay in the digital world. Like we aren't just gonna like go in and go back. Like but for TK and Kari, that's nothing. Like, TK was there for months. Kari was there for at least a couple weeks, probably, given Digital World time back then. Like, they're, yes. they're used to this. But, like, the new kids, like, that's something much bigger for them. And yeah. for someone who seems to overthink things like Yoli, like, that is 
obviously something that would like affect you so suddenly of being like, oh, we're going to be in this dangerous situation and we just can't go back home and be safe. And yeah. I really like how that affects a huge part of her her character in this episode. Yeah, and the the sub actually has Kari added a very specific line that echoes in, in Yoli slash Miyako's head a few times in this episode. Um, oh, and yeah? She, she says, uh, when she talks about how they have to stay uh, you know, in the digital world until the base is destroyed, she adds, that's the kind of determination we need if we're going to succeed at this. Ooh, and that that good. keeps echoing in her head and Miyako's head whenever she you know thinks about not doing her best or not doing her part. Mm, that's really good. I don't. That's a weird line for Kari to say, because that's that's like such a like. This is what we need from you, sort of thing. Oh, she doesn't say it. Really like, the... She doesn't say it to her. She just says it in general. Like we need this is what yeah, we that, need. Yeah, that that makes sense if she says it in general because obviously Kari. Right. Uh, Saw a lot of the worst. She saw the worst of it, probably. Besides, like, say, the Devimon stuff, which early on in those kids' lives yeah. was a big deal, even hey, though in the grand scheme of things, she, yeah, she saw the the worst that the digital world had to throw at any of them. So yeah, it's yeah, both in the real world, and that was her first impression, yeah. no less. So it obviously it makes sense that like that would that would be something she would say, and I yeah. like that a lot. And I kind of wish we also had that. Yeah, the contrast between like the veterans here and like. Yurale is really is really nice, and and it's something you've not seen. We're not really seeing a lot of from the show that the, the relationship between like the mentor characters and the veteran characters and the and the new kids is is more on like yeah on that sort of like mentor basis, um, where you know the new kids aren't experienced but they're being helped through it. Whereas this is more yeah. like oh the now it's go time, and suddenly it's like oh I'm not actually that prepared for this. And uh, yeah, tries to just sort of swim before she can float, or whatever the phrase is. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, she tries to she tries to run before she can walk, and yeah, and and it kind of blows up in her face. I'm really glad they only face. focus on Yoli on that too, because they obviously could have brought it to all the kids, but then it would have felt a lot more unwieldy and like looser. But by focusing on one character in particular and one character who has expressed these. Uh, these nerves and these anxieties before it makes it that much more focused and really good because they're able to hone in on one character's yeah. development very specifically. We've mm-hmm. had it. We've kind of we kind of also had that before anyway because like the Cody episode that we discussed last on last week's episode was right. very much that sort of thing where it was Cody's anxiety, you know, you know his insecurities, and you've obviously had the Davis episode. I'm not saying this was a good episode, like a good interpretation of this because I, I I really think it. It's kind of a bad episode, but you had the Davis Rydromon episode where he kind of goes through that same that same sort of stuff as well, where he's yeah, you know, learning about his friends, fighting for his friends, and all this stuff. It wasn't great, but 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 it was there. So I kind of see why Yole got some time to shine. But it's nice that they do this again. I, I like I say, it's nice that they do this around an episode which otherwise is like table setting. Um. We're, you know, getting the kids to Digimon to the, back to the Digimon world for like a longer stay than usual. Uh, you know, the setup with like, you know, Matt Ty and Izzy going on the camping trip. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate that sort of thing because again, I, I really feel, feel like that was lacking from last week. It just felt very sort of like uh, twiddling its forms, as it were. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it was, it was. Can I, it was can, cool. I can, can I continue on my Yoli soapbox because there was a moment, and I know this is jumping ahead a bit. It has to do with the Hawkmon stuff. Which we haven't delved too deep into, but this was a moment that like really resonated with me. And in terms of stuff we saw last in Adventure Two, 
not Adventure O2, an Adventure, comma, T-O-O. And I thought about this last night. I was like, oh, this is really good. In that when Hawkma gets injured because uh, Yoli is, as we've noted, she is so hyped up to, to focus herself that she gets attacked by a Dokugumon and Hawkmon saves her but takes the blow and he ends up what seems to be pretty gravely injured at the time. So that is uh, why Yoli stays behind with him. And there's a point when Hawkmon wakes up and she starts apologizing. She's like, I'm sorry that I, I'm running into danger without knowing what I'm doing. Like, I'm sorry, but like, this is just how like I'm handling this. And he says, I like you the, exactly the way that you are, Yoli. And that reminds me of uh, Izzy's, the parallels with Izzy and Tentomon, of Izzy and Tentomon not really connecting. Like, they're two very opposite, like, types of characters. Like, Izzy is very intellectual. He's usually pretty withdrawn. And uh, Tentomon is the everymon, so to speak. He is just your average Digimon. He doesn't. He's not super intelligent or anything, and he doesn't really vibe with Izzy in that way. But there are times when Tentomon is like, no, but like these traits about you are what make you you, Izzy, and that's what I like about you. And I, yeah, I and- had that moment, and I was like, I really love this, and it makes me wish again that the the role that. Uh, Izzy plays with Cody was instead played with Yoli, and it's telling that 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 exchange between them is almost word for word from the Japanese version. Like they didn't change. Oh, it at is all. it? Okay, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, like you know, props to props to Bucolts and Nimoy. Like they they knew that this is the emotional core of this episode. And aside from like you know adding one or two jokes in and cha- uh, changing the exact wording a little bit, like the. The, the 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 lines that Hawkmon says are pretty much the exact same like okay. before. Like I have them in front of me right now. Even the like you're sat on my tail. No, that that's that that one's not. But it, up until <laughs> um, I, I'll you know I'll I'll do my best to to improve for your sake. Like it's pretty much word for word. It was not, it was it was it was great. Yeah, yeah. The, like on a weird transition. And, and apologies if I'm like cutting anyone off. I just really want to say it while I still got it in my mind. Um, no, go there ahead. Was a go ahead. God awful joke in this episode, which not like god awful in like it's problematic or anything. It was, it just made me sort of cringe a bit. Um, it's it's that bloody like mirage garage joke. No, um, I love that. That was the best. Oh, I love that so, so much. So bad. <laughs> you mean a mirage? It's no, I mean a, a bad place joke. where the Digimon Emperor keeps his car. No, I, I okay. I have to disagree with you. I love no, it. I think it's perfect for Davis, not Dice K. Perfect for Davis, and it's so stupid it's that like, like I it's actually like, like laugh out loud. This they're saying this as like scenery is panning by, and it's obviously like feeling dead air or something, which they just didn't want to edit out. I guess it ju- it just feels way more painful as it goes on. It's like. It's just, it's such oh my god it, it, it's like the ultimate tumbleweed <laughs> I, of, of, of all the all tumbleweed jokes because I love do. that more like, I than love, anything <laughs> I love corny jokes but sometimes this this uh, uh, and specifically I like I generally don't mind Digimon's like the actual jokes themselves I, I think I've, I think I've commented before that like uh, and you and you've definitely both agreed with this in the past but you know the, the like, frequency in the like placement of jokes or whatever is generally what I have a beef with, if anything, about this. The jokes themselves generally have a kind of, you know, they'll get a chuckle or like a, or like a you know, like a, a pleased eye roll, an amused eye roll or something, but this just made me sort of like, oh, oh, I really did not like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I just had to get out of the way just because of the, the reference to like keeping lines the same and stuff there. I feel like this is the exact opposite of that. Yeah, 
I, I just I just want to say though, uh, Buchholz and uh, Nimoy, they really did kill it. And I think when they are allowed to have that the control that they need, they 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 easily knock it out of the park. Like we see with this episode, the next episode, they slam dunked it. They got a grand slam. Like the other other sports idioms and metaphors, they really killed it. And these are the two best episodes by far that we've seen. And I'm assuming it's because that they weren't given like mandates to be like, okay, pack all the steroid jokes, like make it light, make it easy, because these are both, I wouldn't say pretty heavy, next episode more so than this one, uh, but they are both, uh, the episodes have gravity to them in terms of the situation, yeah. both macro and micro, and they benefit so much from the control that Nemo and Buchholz have. Yeah, next episode in particular, like it feels like the the, the Fox Kids censors or whoever is usually responsible for quote unquote dubbing the episodes down were asleep at the wheel yeah. <laughs> because we get some <laughs> some bloody violence and some harsher than usual language in next Buchholz episode. Crab, so. grabbed the keys and was like, "Nimoy, come on, let's go. We got the van." <laughs> yeah, they they must have been salivating when they saw these episodes because like they are so much more like, um. You know, not that not that the entire series has been devoid of this, but like they have much so much meat to them, and like you know there are things happening, there is emotional depth, there is characters acting in like you know true to their character, but like unexpected ways. Um, you know, and there's and there's too much room, there is too much going on for it to be messed with to like a significant degree that like. It, it, and it's really well paced like both like next the next episode episode 19 moves at like a breakneck pace it just feels like and and 18 is decently paced as well with all the stuff going on in like between you know the camping trip stuff and like being hunted down by june and and all the and, you know the the kids heading off to the digital world and the, the kugamon fight and there's a lot going on so there's no room for like there's not that much as much dead air well without seeing the without seeing the sub for myself i don't know but it doesn't feel like there's that much like dead air or, or room to just put in like whole ass comedy sketches like they've done in a lot of episodes this series because there just hasn't been that much going on like i feel like these episodes are a real treat both for us and also for like the people responsible for localizing it um you know jeff bob and whoever else was involved um that's really cool to see and it also you know it makes it feel more like oh we're, we're getting to a like things are hitting a crescendo like we're, we're getting to the end of this of this particular story if not the whole series so that's cool you know that's really exciting um and it shows in like the quality of the localization and the episode itself of course yeah i really i really enjoyed it yeah like when i say i love these episodes i love these episodes so much like i I would rank them up with some of the higher tier adventure ones. Like these are just very yeah. focused and very strong. Like when, obviously O2's quality has been very up and down, but when they have been able to hone in, they have done a great job and it feels like I'm watching adventure again, just older in a way, if you get what I mean. Yeah, we, we, were, we were discussing just before we started recording about like where we consider these episodes you know, compared to, like, where we were last series, uh, like, with uh, the Digimon Adventure uh, 99, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, and the the difference is, like, so So previously we were, like, uh, towards the end of the Atomon arc, and, we, you know, there's stuff like the Betamon stuff, and the, uh, uh, sorry, the Datamon stuff, rather, and comparatively, this feels a lot more like action-packed um it's obviously working with a lot more than the etamon arc did because rather than 
dealing with a villain you've known for like a few episodes you're dealing with a, a villain in the digimon emperor that you've known for like quite a while now and and has made a great impression as like a real <laughs> real shithead so it's cool to see you know that coming to yeah things coming to a head that's exciting to see and uh yeah I feel like the show, for, for all its faults, I feel like it has done the work in terms of building this character to, you know, to, to be someone you, you want to see get their comeuppance. Yeah, like, like, I think yeah. one of the, the biggest things I appreciate about Zero Two compared to um, Adventure is they take their time developing this villain from episode one. Like, we're, you know, we're almost 20 episodes in now, and it's been the same main villain the entire way through. And that gives it, like, it gives the conflict like, a sense of focus that a lot of the first season of Adventure didn't have, just because there were some episodes, especially in the gap between Devimon's defeat and Edamon's introduction, where the focus was basically just, how do we get home, which is fine, but it meant that a lot of those episodes were just kind of, like, felt very Monster of the Week in a, a distinctly yes. u- unique way, I guess. Yes, the show was finding its feet. Like the show was trying to literally figure out what it was uh, yeah. beyond just being a, mo- a vehicle for talking about talking about Digimon. <laughs> um, you know, teaching kids that Digimon was a thing, and uh, it's in your toy stores now. And go buy some. Um, <laughs> it's it's like so much. Obviously, the show is is in a very different place now. It's got like a very different. Um, you know, it's a fully fledged franchise at this point. Um, it's over a year old. It's over a season old. So it knows. It's got a lot to work with, but it actually does work with that stuff. Like it actually spends time developing like a consistent villain, and it's also a different villain. So like, unlike for example, like you know the villain will be defeated, but unlike say for example Devimon, who is like dead, you know Etimon dead more or less, uh, Meotismon more or less dead, uh, <laughs> you know the Dark Masters. This is a human villain. They can't treat it the same way. So and and yeah. they've had him be the villain for like 20 plus episodes which is unheard which is has more or less been unheard of so what happens next like there's literally a million different ways they can go and that is cool um and even if you know what's going to happen it's still you, you know the, the 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 work that they did is still like self-evident if you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's really it's really cool and also yeah like ken's just a perfect shit heel like and can I yeah. piggyback off what you're saying real quick? Go I don't want to interrupt or anything. Of I don't want to. No, I hope no, I'm not cutting anyone off. Or, no, but no. what you bring up with how you have to treat this villain differently because he's a human kid like them, and between that and the fact that he is uh, enslaving Digimon and not these are not evil Digimon, this plays a huge role in later parts of this series that I think is really fascinating, and interesting compared to what we see in Adventure, and I'm really excited to sort of see like after so long, like, how that comes together. It's really fascinating to see how they have to handle all these situations differently because it is not just we defeat the evil Digimon and they go poof into data. Like, these are actual just, like, living beings who are being hurt by this kid. And it's not like they can just throw the kid off off into the ocean or anything. Like, there are specific ways you have to handle things. And I yes. think that makes these uh, episodes coming up and the ones that we've seen that much more interesting because of the situation they're in with their villain. You have, you, have a, you have a thing here where the show has to acknowledge, like, it has to be wary of the morality, and it's very easy for it to fall into a hole that I imagine a lot, I imagine it very easily could have, uh, and it doesn't. But that, that, again, maybe, 
can we save that point to next episode because it does i think it's more vital yeah. then but I'm, I'm you, are general, you are 100 correct uh, that that's there yeah. there is ways that this episode in the next episode and this entire arc have set things up for how the new kids uh, operate yeah, that yeah. is going to affect how they work towards the end of the series and i'm excited to see how that comes yeah. together like once we actually get there yeah. yeah, and yeah. and these and, and and this episode specifically, like I I think going through the uh, going through Yoda's experience here, basically seeing her almost get Hawkman killed, <laughs> is, is 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 it really adds to that as well because it like you know they've been through it gives them an understanding of like what's at play here, which you exactly. know they could very easily have taken for granted or just or just you know hey these kids are just morally good which you know can work but it's kind of it kind of feels more real when it's earned which is which is cool so, sorry 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 uh scrafty what were you gonna say yeah i was just gonna say um i'm really curious to see how you both react to one of the later villains in the series because uh, i personally think he like he's another human villain and I, I think he's one of the more interesting villains in the series because he gets very good motivations and development so i'm, I'm really curious to see if your your thoughts I think I know on I yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really curious to see, like, if your thoughts on um, Ken carry over to that, or if you know you approach him differently or whatnot, because it's uh, it's I kind of untapped I'll, ground. I'll approach him differently, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. There is there is a lot of really great, fascinating groundwork here. That it is a shame that it sort of keeps stumbling because the entire way that this this first arc is set up is really great, really fascinating, and really different compared to Adventure, that if they had just taken taken the baton and kept going from there for the rest of the series, it would have been a knockout, like, easily. But, of course, with our next arcs up until the final stuff, and I don't even know how the final stuff will, uh, will hold up, yeah. it is a shame that it just sort of stumbles its way to I the finish line. I don't remember it being line. great. I don't remember it being great, so... <laughs> We will get to that, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, I am hoping my memory... I'm hoping my memory is over-exaggerating how this series sort of wraps up, but um, I'm, I'm guessing it is not. Um, and Anywho, um, can, I make, can I make... Just before we get into the next episode, where I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna probably double down on this point, and, and I've mentioned it a lot in previous episodes, so I, I feel like, you know, this is going to be very predictable, but... The other character with the most prominence in this episode, I feel like, other than like I don't know, like Davis's sister, I guess, <laughs> is is probably Kari. Like at the end, because obviously she stays behind to you know look after yeah. Yale. Um, which at first I was and yeah, Gatomon uh, gives Hawkman some some uh, some good cush to to calm. Yeah, down. <laughs> they get blaze green. <laughs> blaze green, got that right. Um, My favorite ASW game. <laughs> yes, there we go. Um, God damn it! You've just made me lose my train of thought. For fuck's sake! Um, it was about it was about Kari and, and it was about Kari. <laughs> thank you, thank Kari you. Kari and not not her. I was initially though. I was initially really worried about that because I thought they were just like gonna it was just gonna cut to like whatever the whatever the lads were getting up to, and it was like oh the girls have to stay behind to to tend to the injured while the boys go off to the fight or whatever. But no, thankfully for God, thank. God, it wasn't that in the slightest. It was just time. It gave a moment for like Kari to like be kind of step into the sort of mentor role a bit as well. And I absolutely adored the. You've obviously spoken already about the Hawkman, about the Yoli Hawkman conversation, which is which is great. Again, I really love the pants off of when you have Kari going off 
to find where Gatamon got got to, and Gatamon's like, "Hey, I got the, I got the, um, I, I got, I, I got the grass, um, question, and yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got, I got I got the good stuff. Uh, I've never smoked in my life. You can tell I'm, <laughs> I'm sounding incredibly straight edge right now. <laughs> um, but like, you can tell. What I love about this is, yeah, you know, Catman's like, "Hey, I, I found the catnip. Let's." Uh, and Kyrie's like, "Hey, that's great, but let's just give them some time to themselves." That's like such a cute interaction and like really telling about like, oh, she is, she's mum. She's wiser than he is is Kari and that's great and it's not just because like she's got a weird disembodied voice in her in her telling telling kids about the history of the digital world or whatever it's literally because she's a character who has you know seen stuff and she's just generally very sort of aware of like when people are going through their stuff and when they need time to to you know to do that and it's not like she's like weirdly cognizant of people's emotions just because of the story it just feels like a very natural like Hey, these I can tell these two characters are having a moment or need to have a moment. Let's just step back and give them some time. And I thought that was adorable. Um, yeah, and really, I really enjoyed really how yeah. Kari was also like talking to Yoli, like sort of like getting on her level and being like, "Hey, like I know this is big and this is scary, but like," and echoing what Ty said in the episode prior of like, "But we need to do this together. Like this is a team effort. You don't need to. You shouldn't have to feel." that you need to do this all yourself and scramble to this all yourself. Like, we are all here with you. And again, it is something yeah. that is a very Digimon concept and very Digimon in terms of, like, how it is presented. And that just makes yeah. me love it even more because of how these types of things really capture the spirit of the show. Yep, it's it, it's it's not an emotional core or anything that's different or, like, unusual for the show. Not, uh, but it's, like... It's what you it's what you come to expect from this kind of show, but like it's just the way it's delivered just feels very sort of like natural and and you know maybe that's down to the performances or something, but it's just really nicely like understated rather than it being like yeah you know Kari you know like Kari comes back me Kari and Gatman come back me conversation to say like and now you understand the power of friendship or whatever it's like and then they talk <laughs> about the room it's like no it's just it's just it's just just chill it's com- it's confident it's cool it's 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 cute it's great so uh yeah i was a, i was a big fan of that and then of course hawkmon recovers and i found it really interesting that they put hawkmon or they put a partner digimon in this kind of scenario because i feel like the closest we've come is stuff like obviously you had gatamon who was kind of like at the at the at the whim of the of the you know myotis mom before she actually you, you know before she actually became a partner for real and then you had Patamon like sacrificing, sorry, Angemon sacrificing its uh, himself. But this kind of scenario where you have like Digimon basically, um, you know, get down, Mister President, and get like you know almost killed <laughs> is is very is very. Um, I can't think of an instance off the top of my head that, that sh- of this show doing that yet. I think the only one I can think of is is Bioman in, in season one taking the the demi dart for Sora. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which, which is you know, considering similar, this is another yeah, bird, yeah. this might be the like a direct reference to that. Yeah, and you also made the get down, Mr. President joke for that too. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, what can I say? Um, I'm. Uh, I'm, no- I'm nothing if not consistent. I like to think so. Um, <laughs> I nothing bad with consistency. Exactly. Exactly. Just like Digimon. Um, I 
yeah, no, that makes sense. But I feel like that wasn't as that wasn't as explored as it is here. Oh, definitely is, not. No, that was that was yeah. a like a, a less than thirty second scene in an episode that already had like a million things going on. This is yes. given the time it needs. Yeah, it's it's really good to see them like treat this seriously, even if it's like because of the way the show is, I'm like not taking it that seriously. But like, I guess, and I'm sort of thankful for my memory also just not letting me know whether or not Hawkmon is like a part of the final episodes or not, because I just don't remember. I don't, I, I don't think Halsimon or Shurimon or whatever played like a huge role, but like, I, I know I know that they're there, but I didn't know watching this episode. I was like, so these, is Hawkmon just out or like what's going on? And, you know, it's cool that the show can make me think mm-hmm. that um, rather than me just assuming everything will turn out okay. But it did. So, you know, maybe, maybe I would have. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I like that they use this as a moment rather than just like fake tension or it never comes across like that, put it that way. So mm-hmm. um yeah. I yeah, I'm 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 slightly rambling now, but yeah, I like I I just I just liked this a lot. Um and I can't believe yeah. I was so down in can I just say I can't believe I was so like convinced that Yole was like a bad character or something <laughs> early on because I'm... Once again, I am proven right when I say X is good, and then Tom's like, I don't know, and then eventually X is proven to be very good. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I must admit, you are generally uh, on the mark, on the mark. But I, I will also double down and say, look, I only ever said that I'm pretty sure people, you know, nebulous people uh, are no, huge I, I'm fans teasing, of your I'm sorry. But, I can't resist. Uh, I, no, I, no, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to clear my name. Uh, well, probably won't. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, is any, any. Oh, Yoli's uh, is a good character. Any, and she any deserves the love. Yes, Yole's great. That's that on that. She deserves love, except maybe just not Ken's. That's, that's never that's never felt <laughs> right to me. Uh, <laughs> maybe Kari's. Maybe Kari's. We can go with that. No, you know, I'm, I'm kind of. Okay, I was listening to The Shrieking Shack, as, as, as everyone should. It's a great podcast. If you've ever read the Harry Potter books when you were younger, and you hate J.K. Rowling now for being a huge turf, uh, I <laughs> massively recommend that you go listen to the Shrieking Shack. It's a great podcast. Um, anyway. We should get a crossover episode going be at good. some point. <laughs> yeah, so let's find some Digimon Harry Potter fanfiction. And, uh, and... <laughs> hey, I'll, don't test me. I'll look right now. Oh, I'm, oh, there definitely is some. You know, the the... The, the time when this series was big and the time when like Harry Potter was at its peak well maybe not its peak but like definitely spiking in popularity probably is probably the exact same moment in time so yeah anyway they were talking a lot about how like the fact that the the like characters like meet their childhood sweethearts as teenagers and then just <laughs> they, they, that's just the end game of their romantic lives they just marry those people um I feel like Yole is like a character that I don't want to go through that i want i want Yuli to she's gonna go off and you know probably like you know maybe mess around a bit at college or whatever <laughs> and then she'll yeah she'll find who she'll but she's just, she'll have some that's why she went to that. spain <laughs> that's why she went to spain yeah she went there for whatever she's doing work-wise and also you know spanish guys and gals like or non-binary people like i i, I don't know like i feel like she would be the exact kind of character who would not marry this person she falls in love with at high school. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, like, seeing how she, you know, actually was, you know, getting an education in in 
uh, Last Evolution Kizuna makes the the fact that she turns out to be a freaking housewife even more upsetting. Yeah, she's oh, yeah, going that for sucks. engineering. For engineering, and she's yeah, just like, "The fucking sucks." Hmm, what if I just pushed out babies? That's 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 a good plan. It's like Yoli, like, nah, that's not the move. Yeah, like, no disrespect to you know women who do want to just be of course, like, a housewife. of course that's, not. That's a, a, yeah, a, people should do whatever they that want. Is a, that this, is a this, lot. This... That is a lot of work in on of itself. But also, yeah. we're looking men. at this from the fact that it is written by men. old men. Yeah, old Japanese men. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know what Sh- we're thinking. Shizo Abe um... was not uh, yet Prime Minister, but his spirit looms large over this series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hate to break See, this See, the, the worst you, thing uh... is, is, Tom, <laughs> I agree with you about the, the epilogue stuff. It, both in regards to Harry Potter and uh, Digimon. They're the same but then, I, but then I'm a hypocrite because I just think the same about Joe and Mimi. So I am willing to air my hip- hypocrisy and be like, yes, Joe shouldn't, but Joe and Mimi, that's okay. For fuck's sake. Because, <laughs> I, because, I, because I, I've done the cursed thing and brought up Harry Potter, I, I for some reason I thought you were going to say, uh, but I'm a hypocrite. I was, I, was, I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway... Um, God, my brain just blows my mind sometimes. Um... <laughs> I yeah so no Yole absolutely not but yeah Yole is a great character um, we're learning that uh, I'm sure that we will become more and more disappointed with everything about this show as it goes on which will no doubt include the characters in some capacity but for now I think she's a great character and I was wrong to doubt my I was wrong to doubt that so there we go but pleasantly surprised yeah I say we cover episode 19 then because that's um, that's the this is the meaty one. This is this, this is big. This meaty. is the meaty one. Yeah. Can I just say though, I, one one question I want to bring up. Um, uh, well, just a couple of things. Firstly, I love the poses that they're all pulling when when Izzy's mom comes in to look, uh, you know, see what the hell they're up to at the beginning of the episode. I really thought that was really funny. Um, yeah, they're so weird. Like Davis and Kari dancing Car- or whatever. Yeah, Davis and Kari are dancing, and Matt and um, Ty are holding a globe. <laughs> Like, for a second, that was... They're they're, they're planning their honeymoon. (laughs) That's that's what they're doing. Like, for a second, I was like, are they trying to hide Upamon or something? But no, like, it's just a globe. Upamon's somewhere else in the room. Is he just just hugging all the Digimon and, like, pretending they're stuffed toys or some shit? Like... And all of their eyes go, like, glassy and, like, terrifying. Like, did y'all notice that? Like, they they just go, like, all one color. Their irises are huge. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought they I just thought they were like not there or like sorry, not there, but like I thought they were just like playing dead or something. Um, their souls left their bodies temporarily, yes. <laughs> also, this is yes. this is the first episode that I realized that Upamon is voiced by Dave Mallow, the same dude who does Anjumon and freaking Akuma and Street Fighter. Wow, okay, that's range. <laughs> That's, that's yeah, some, yeah that, that's some freaking range right there. I, I want to see Upamon with the Street Fighter five Akuma hair now. <laughs> just the big old lion mane. Akuma doing the raging raging demon. There we go. <laughs> um, I also just wanted to say, uh, Izzy calls his Digivice a D three at the beginning of the episode, and that just feels like he a, does. That just feels like a mistake. Like, it, it absolutely is. They're not. They're not definitely a mistake. Yeah, it's, come on. It's, I specifically know that that's not in the sub either. Like that. That is a dub error. Yeah, Boo. Figured. Come on, come on, Jeff, Bob, get it together. Come on. <laughs> hey, they did a good. They did a good job. <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Maybe Izzy was just was just trying to take uh, Cody's D three. Uh, he he wanted to steal it so he sure. could so he could have 
Tentomon armor to evolve into Jig uh, Tentomon. Jeff and Bob have done a lot of good for us, so I will I will, I will understand if you're trying to defend their honor here. I, I don't blame you in the slightest. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't let that. I couldn't let that kind of error go without no, bringing it's, it up. No, it's fair. I was, I was we, wondering we, we which one of us would have ended up bringing it shit. up at some point. Yeah, of course it was going to be me. <laughs> it was either going to be me or Scrafty. It would definitely not have been you, Sloan. So I just, I, oh, yeah, I, I, I would have. If I brought it up, I would, I would make the same comment I usually make, which is just, "Boy, I sure hope someone got fired for that." Fired for that one. You know what? I can never remember the quote. <laughs> for some reason, that's the one Simpsons quote. I can never, never remember the exact words for. But, but, but yes, you are, you are correct. Yeah, no, uh, I, I did a scream in my notes of what D three. You don't have one in all caps. So no, I totally could have. We need, pull, like, yeah. we need to add a segment to this episode where we're slowing to edit in that just that audio clip from The Simpsons of him saying, Boy, Boy I really hope somebody got fired for that, fired for that if I, Okay, if I can, maybe. There you go, so, that's another, I'll work on it. It's going to add another, well, another, we'll another bunch nitpick. of time to your yeah, we'll, editing. We'll call it the, that, the that'll, add, that'll add five hours just for that one voice clip, so, you know, is it worth it? <laughs> it's going to delay the episode uh, six weeks, so... What I'm a, sorry. I, I, I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy, happy Scrafty. You, you've done <laughs> I this. I feel really. I'm yeah. sorry to all um, the listeners that the last episode was late, but. It's... No, I'm sorry. Just to be clear, not, not making fun of Listen, you in the show. No, I know. I know. I would never. Yeah, would we, never. we don't even have a consistent upload schedule. That's that's the, the Novacast strategy. We promise nothing and deliver less. It, like, no one's getting paid here. Like, we're just doing it this for fun. So, you know, yeah. shit happens when it happens. Um. Yeah. Anyway, not to sound. Defensive. You guys aren't even getting paid. I mean, it's that, it's that one. Ju- next bit. Next bit. There we go. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to follow up on that, but failed. Yeah. Um. I. God. Episode nineteen. Um. Uh. I'm reading the description for this one. I just remembered. So. Um. Are we ready to move on, or does anyone else have any last last thoughts about episode eighteen? Or are we are we good I'm to go? I'm ready. No, I think my we body, pretty much hit every note I my wanted mind to hit. Already. Actually, um, yeah, let's take a quick break. Um, okay. To sort of charge, recharge our batteries, and then we'll get right into episode 19 and Old Enemy Returns. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Seven young kids go to camp for the summer or wind up living in a digital land Where everybody gets to meet his own Digimonster A digital companion, a digital friend A Digimon in training will Digivolve to Rookie And Digivolve to Sheffy and an Ultimate too. Are gonna save the digital world for me Are gonna save the digital world for you Hey Digimon, hey Digimon Monster friends to the boys and girls Hey Digimon, hey And we are back. We take a quick break because we have a real, real whopper of an episode coming up. And so I think the best thing to do would be to get into that. And Tom, would you like to take us away? Yeah, real, a real Big Mac of an episode here. A real bargain bucket of an episode. A real, real humdinger. Uh, a real, yes. real baconator of an episode. A slobber knocker. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, slobber yes. knocker's good. Uh, we're going to snap into a Slim Jim of episode 19, An Old Enemy Returns. Um, so this episode picks up we're fully back into serialized story territory here. This episode picks up pretty much right after where episode 18 left off with the, the Digimon kids camping in the wilderness uh, before they uh, awake in the morning to go and find the ba- Emperor's base. CK, Cody, 
Kari and Yole. Sorry, well, first it's just TK and Cody accompanied by Tentamon go off to find the uh, enemy base. Uh, they know where they they know where the Emperor Emperor's flying, you know, Star Destroyer Fortress is. So they go to find that uh, flying off, and uh, Cody Cody taking the uh, the ocean route. Uh, in uh, in Submarimon. He's the first one to get aboard the base as he finds an entrance um, within the, like, uh, the Flying Fortress is underwater, which I guess explains how no one ever saw it flying around before, because I guess it just spent most of its time underwater. So he manages to sneak in um, for a via a route in the, in the fortress, and uh, he gets inside. He's the first one to get inside. Yole and Kari, there we go. I forgot her name for a second. <laughs> Yole and Kari um, end up, uh, you know, realizing, hey, where did they go? Let's let's go fly after them, leaving Davis and Vimon behind all by themselves. Which is kind of like the comedy, the comedy relief aspect of this episode is is Davis and Vimon just just being left by everyone. Um, they go on, so they fly on Nefertimon and, and Halcyon to, you know, go catch up with the rest of the kids. Meanwhile, Ken. Has more or less finalised his plans for his uh, his new Digimon uh, quote unquote partner. He's just got one more thing that he needs to get, uh, one more piece of the puzzle. Uh, to do this, he's going to uh, a place called the Dark Whirlpool, which is a uh, place in the Digimon world full of dark energy. Makes all the Digimon around it, uh, whether that's excuse me, whether that's Armadillomon who's feeling uh, feeling really awful in the uh, in the Digimon Emperor's base or whether it's the uh, the, the flying mount Digimon uh, as they approach the whirlpool getting some very bad feelings about about it uh, turns out they're right to have bad feelings about it um, the Digimon Emperor's base uh, goes into the heart of the whirlpool to collect the final Digimon that uh, Ken needs for his project uh, that Digimon being uh, none other than Devimon himself Devimon or a Devimon I guess is more accurate Devimon kind of taunts um, the Digimon Emperor a bit, just making it clear that he's toying with things he has no idea about, but Ken just sort of brushes it off as usual. Because um, now he's got the final piece of Chimeramon, his big amalgamation of most of the partner champion level Digimon from the original kids. There's a bit of Greymon in there, there's a bit of Kabuterimon, a bit of Metal Greymon, a bit of Devimon, a bit of Angimon, a bit of uh, Gururumon in there as well there might be someone else i'm forgetting as well but you can correct me about that later <laughs> um the it's with the, this hideous thing completed which uh, ken now considers his real partner not not the uh not the scrawny runt where mom um he sends it off to attack the incoming uh kids of course so uh, they end up fighting with halcymon and nefertimon meanwhile ken manages to get inside the um, the base now that it's um, accessible and it's floating outside of the water, he's able to fly in with Pegasusmon and catch up. Um, and, and you know he's he's going he catches up with Cody and, and Armadillomon or Digmon rather as as uh, as they've set themselves busy freeing a bunch of the dark spiraled, dark ringed uh, Digimon that uh, Ken is keeping prisoner. However, Cody when sorry when TK uh, sees what's going on with uh, with Ken collecting Devimon for his Chimeramon project. Um, he, of course, flashes back to his experiences with Devimon in the original series and feeling guilt about how that turned out, which, of course, had Patamon sacrificing itself to protect everyone. He feels some guilt about that and, and decides, OK, now now it's time for me to be the one to lay myself on the line. So he goes to find the Digimon Emperor, 
and uh, he ends up uh, well he goes he runs into him and they end up uh, uh, after Ken basically puts put, does an epic put down of the Digimon Emperor, uh, they end up uh, uh, trading blows and um, literally like punch fighting each other. Uh, while Patamon and Waymon kind of half-heartedly have have a bit of a fight themselves. When Chimera Monster unleashed, though, it goes with uh, TK escapes on Pegasus Mon to go help the girls out in, as, in their fight, um, and uh, and Davis. Davis also shows up. He managed to find a weird floating island <laughs> to to, uh, to reach up to the rest of the rest of the gang, um, and and he helps uh, he helps with Cody as they release uh, more of the Digimon. So uh, the kids managed to escape overall um, with with the with the rescued uh, captured Digimon, uh, but we still have a big problem with Chimeramon uh, and just the continued presence of Ken and the Digimon Emperor. So there's a lot going on in this episode. <laughs> And pretty much all of it is great. I loved it to pieces. Same. I think, uh, Scrafty, you wanted to talk in particular about a certain video game that plays a big role in these last few episodes. Yes, I just wanted to briefly um, just kind of summarize the the plot of uh, Adventure Zero Two Tag Tamers, which will not take long because it is a 90s handheld RPG, so there's not much plot to speak of, but... Um, <laughs> All right, so here we here we go. So Tag Tamers opens with Rio and Ken, who are you know childhood friends growing up, who just watched the uh, Omnimon defeat Diaboromon on the internet, and they're hanging out when all of a sudden they see another Diaboromon uh, has escaped onto the internet somehow, and uh, so Vimon, who is Rio's partner from the first uh, Tag or uh, Tamers game. Invites him back into the digital world, and uh, Ken gets dragged along with him this time, uh, where he's introduced to his partner Wormmon, and this is all taking place about a year and a bit before Zero Two starts. So they go off and have an adventure. Uh, on the along the way, they find out that the, the Dio Wormmon they saw wasn't real; it was an illusion created by Millenniummon, who is the actual literal like embodiment of the Y two K virus in in this series, uh, hence the name. And uh, Millenniummon himself is a DNA and digivolution between Machine Dramon, like the Dark Master, and uh, Chimeramon, who exists on its own without, you know, Ken's influence and whatever. And they eventually manage to defeat it. However, as he's dying, Millenniumon fires off some uh, little black balls called Dark Spores. Uh, one of them is going right towards Ryo, uh, but Ken pushes him out of the way and takes it right in the neck. And it you know, go, goes into him, becomes part of him. And then as he's dying, Millenniumon says that he has planted the seeds of his rebirth before before crumbling into the ground. Uh, and then it ends with an epilogue of Ken donning his uh, Emperor costume for the first time and declaring that he is going to be you know taking a bit of a different approach and Wormon seems very nervous about this change in his, uh, his partner. So... Based on what happens in this episode, I'm pretty sure that when, when Millenniumon says in the game he's planted the seeds of his rebirth, that he kind of incepted the idea of creating another Chimeramon into Ken. Yeah, that seems between that and and the I'm imagining the dark spores, which we will see later on, because they yes. had. I'm sure that had something to do with it. Yeah, I I I read. So I just read this description a bit earlier um i i, I no offense though but i read it i read it while you were doing your description of of the previous episode just because i kind of oh geez, to see what it was. Um, um, yeah <laughs> i'm <sorry. kidding. laughs> um, i mean I'm, I'm looking at it now so do not worry yeah fair enough. um and it's cool 
I think it, I think that's fine. Um, it, it is all part of the original like plan. If it were like made today, I kind of think it's a bit of like a bit of a odd sort of like retcon of sorts, especially the part about the uh, the um, Dear Bormon fight, which I guess would be a retcon. But I think that works. Um, and I think it's a nice explanation for Ken's behaviour, especially because his his attitude is such a sea change. In, you know, between like the Emperor and then his like Digidestin phase, essentially. Like, yeah, it's it's a night and day difference. So, I yeah, I I'm I'm, I'm cool with everything that you just said, <laughs> even though it, you know it wasn't part of the story as I originally experienced it, but that's you know it all makes sense it all fits together so yeah yeah it's fascinating it's... and especially in the fact that we have to read on the internet to find out about a huge chunk of o2 that is just not there for anyone in the <laughs> west yeah it's yeah it's that's, interesting that's the shame these episodes uh have it, like imp- uh what's the word i'm looking for assumed knowledge of a game that came out only three days before the first one aired well oh wow that is that is something then which is which is which is just ridiculous to me. Like the expectation there of of anyone having of having done that is just it's preposterous. Yeah, yeah. It's not just preposterous. It's very. It's it's like naive. It's kind of like like it assumes a level of like investment in the show. Again, for a franchise that is only a couple of years old at this point, which is beyond any possible reasonable expectations like it it just it just boggles the mind um and yeah i'm not surprised that this this series probably didn't do as far as it could have uh, as a consequence of that but in but besides all that i i, I kind of like I, and i do think the show it could maybe could have been retold a little bit to like maybe work on its own i feel like as is without that knowledge here you see, you already know that, that Ken has been, you know, obviously he captured um, Metal Greymon at one point, and, you know, he has been looking to acquire these Digimon. And it makes sense, because they're powerful Digimon. It kind of just works by itself. Uh-huh. And, you know, they've been they've been out there foiling him anyway, so it's kind of a two birds, one stone thing. And and this sense to mash them all together into one big Digimon, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a goofy goofy plot but like it's it's kind of it kind of works you know it's something an 11 year old yeah an 11 year old would definitely do that (laughs) yeah yeah like it's and it's very like you know perfect cell and stuff like that as well it's a it's a it's a well-worn concept you know in in children's action media so fine yeah i I think it works fine by itself um you, you talk you're talking about the assumed knowledge and yes obviously you get a lot more out of it if you've been following along to that extent you've just like you know, mainlined that new game and suddenly you turn on the TV and it's like, oh, I know what they're doing here. Um, but it's not like... I don't know that I consider it essential knowledge. Maybe maybe, maybe something comes up in the next few episodes which pushes it into that sort of territory. In, in episode, I think episode 23 is the one where it's like, if you are not familiar with the games, some of the stuff in there is going to seem really random. Okay. 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 Well, as of right now, enjoying this particular, like, you know, adventure that we're that we're watching that seems fine to me it seems fine to me right now so but uh, yeah i see i see i see what's it it, it is mostly fine right now i just think it's interesting that people who have played this game get that extra extra little like uh serotonin drop of knowing oh i I know what they're doing with this like that's see that's cool you know what i'd relate that to and and uh, this is no commentary on the quality of either of these things 
uh, or like trying to make any sort of quality comparison between them or anything like that. It reminds me a lot of like when Fortnite did that thing before uh, Star Wars Episode Nine came out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was like a plot detail about um, about stuff that happens in Rise of Skywalker, um, which of course is hilarious that they would do that, but and like a canon detail about it uh, i think marvel comics did something recently as well with all their crossovers but i find that kind of fun on just like a silly like cross-media basis especially for something like digimon which has from its very inception has been a cross-media project so and, and we literally know there are characters there's at least one character that bounces between these various media as well and he's the same canon character throughout them all so he that's that's cool to me. I don't know. I think that's fun. I think that's fun. It's so. it's really fascinating the the overall plan that they had all along of just okay, like we are bringing in this character from this game who is going to affect things here, 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 and here. There's also going to be this villain. We are going to see this villain in the show, but it's going to take place in uh, aspects A, B, C, D, and E. Like it is it is fascinating that the web that they constructed. And how it all sort of like comes together. Maybe not in the the least uh, messy way or the most clean way, and certainly not for fans in the West. But it is fascinating nonetheless. I feel. Yeah. I think I think I think the key victory here is that for the most part, again, there, it sounds like there is an episode coming up, which is an exception to that, and we'll see, you know, whether or not that's kind of its own failure or whether it you know affects the you know the general conclusion of this particular arc or or what it ends up being, but. I think, for the most part, these things stay out the way of like what the story is actually about. Like, um, okay, spoilers. Like Rio, Rio from Tag Tamers shows up in uh, in Digimon Tamers season three as like a main character later on. Like, it doesn't matter that he's got this history with the games because like his character more or less stands on his own two feet for the most part. Um, unless I'm, you know, maybe I'll have a different impression of that once we rewatch that show, but. I distinctly remember him just working fine as like a character, and then and then learning later on that like he was he who he actually was, and being like, huh, okay. But I think it, I think it works being ignorant of all that stuff, and I think this this particular plot with, plot with Cameraman works the exact same way, at least right now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. which I think is a success. If you're going to do all that stuff, do all interlinking stuff. Make sure that someone can just watch one thing. I'm not saying that someone should be able to watch. Digimon Adventure 02 without any prior knowledge, that seems kind of silly to me, but they should be able to watch an episode like this without prior knowledge of, again, a game that came out three days ago when this episode aired. <laughs> like, I think that's only fair. Or, or you know, mm-hmm. or, or a game that an international audience doesn't even have access to in their own language. That's, you know, that's yeah, that's what sh- that's the be- that's the bar, and they, and they cleared it, so that's, that's, yeah. no, you're, that's you're, a positive. You're right, I just think it's it's inter- it, yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I always find it fascinating when cross media projects um, cross pollinate like that. I guess is the yeah. the word for it. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I'm such a sucker. Yeah, for, like, it's great. It's stuff, just so, yeah, very tricky to like be able to do successfully because of all of those yeah extra, extra factors at hand. Oh, I wouldn't encourage anyone to like you know, especially something as young as Digimon was at this point. I wouldn't necessarily encourage many people to do it, but you know. They kind of swung for the fences a bit and paid off for the most part. So, fair play to them. Yeah. Do I we want to talk about. Tom, you had a lot to say about a certain uh, soapbox that you have been getting on this, yes. this season so far. 
Yes, and I'm, I think I'm, I'm, that given given the the depth and how this character sort of helps form an emotional core and a story core of this episode, I think we should get into uh, our good friend TK. Okay. The Chad TK versus the Virgin uh, Kenichi Joji. Based <laughs> on this episode, who is the main character of Adventure 02? It's TK. Absolutely. 100%. I've Certainly playing... not Davis. Certainly not Davis, who was a comic relief in this episode. I was about to bring him up and just say, shall we talk about Davis? Because he gets sidelined so hard in this episode. It's 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 hilarious. <laughs> I feel kind of bad, almost. It, it literally is the joke. So I'm kind of have fine saying that. And obviously we know what comes with him later on. So he is the actual yeah. main character. Yeah, so he gets the cool Digimon. Uh, you know, he gets the only mega of the kids, I think. So, like, it's... Yeah. Whatever. Point is, though, in this episode... TK is the one, he heads out with Cody and Tentamon to, you know, go after the base. Like, he takes the initiative there. Uh, maybe not the best leadership move, just leaving everyone behind. Don't bar Cody, well, but, yeah. yeah, you know, he's got that He's got that sort of, like, heroic aspect to him, uh, for better or worse. You know, he's the one that, you know, manages to go toe-to-toe with the Digimon Emperor. Like, he literally gets up in his face, and it's not like he's acting... It, so... I could easily entertain an argument here of someone seeing the TK scenes. Uh, TK is very, like, he's very cocky here. He's very, like, I can could, I could entertain an argument for someone thinking he is out of character. He's, he, he, he falls a bit out of character here. But we know, it's interesting, it's fun that the last episode had Yole, like, um, being so sort of brash, brash and, like, um, trying to be assertive and things like this because she was trying to cover up for her anxiety or whatever about this because tk is doing something very similar here like you can you can you can take that character aspect from yole in the last episode and it kind of sticks with you into this one because tk is doing a very similar thing of he's on you know we see him talk about his prior interaction with devimon and some feelings he has about that you know feelings he hasn't really had the opportunity to sort of reflect on because he was a child before and it's never really come up until now and then he immediately knows that he's got some you know he's got some stuff he needs to work at uh and that's this 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 sort of you know persona he sort of carries here when he goes toe-to-toe with the emperor is 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 like a nice way for him to like face that i suppose and that's really cool and that's exactly the kind of thing you'd expect from a main character is to be like so you know, surprising, I guess, or like, I don't know, I just really found this fascinating and really cool. And, and I think the best no, thing about agree. it is that he's, he's not just there chatting shit and then like he goes, like, hey, check this out, Angemon time or whatever. Um, although I, I don't know if that would be possible, but the episode doesn't get into that. Um, he, he goes, like, oh, by the way, um, I'm just gonna punch you in the face now. <laughs> then he totally does it. Um, it's he's taking lessons from it, Matt. Yeah, I yeah. I love I love that the show also doesn't try to do any. I mean, maybe maybe he'll get like told off, or one of the characters will try to tell him off for this next less next episode. But the show doesn't try to make a point about like how he shouldn't come to blows. He's not doing this out of anger. He's doing this because the Digimon Emperor is a tit and needs his lights uh, needs his lights uh, punched out. Like it is completely justified in the in the in the text, as it were. Um, the show does try to do any sort of like hand wringing about 
like human violence versus Digimon violence. Like there's none of that. It's just it's just TK is the hero. He meets the villain and he acts like heroes, like like a hero probably well should in that scenario, especially when they've just yeah. unleashed the hell beast upon his friends. Like yeah, it's like it's it's very it's very much one of those like you are messing with forces beyond your imagination or beyond your understanding. Yeah, yeah and I like, like both, the, both the literally. Idea or, sorry, 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 sorry. Just yeah, that's a great metaphor because he's literally doing that in terms of like all the stuff he's been doing in Digimon World so far. He's literally doing that in the moment with Devimon, and he's you know figuratively doing that because he has no idea of like what Ken's been through already, and you know the kind of character that he is i mean we we're we're all we're even literally learning more about ken than we ever knew before sorry i keep getting ken and tk uh tk's names and stuff we're literally learning more about tk than we did previously so yeah that's that's a great way of putting it of putting it uh scrafty sorry Slim, yeah what were you saying no it's okay i was just saying uh your mention of it potentially being out of character for uh tk that is like really interesting because in a way i thought that too i'm like why is he like just being a Chad all of a sudden? And then it's like <laughs> he's obviously putting on a front because he just saw yeah, the, the the Digimon that took that essentially was the reason that Padamon died. Yeah, yeah took his best friend because his best friend had to save save everyone. And obviously we see we it's not really addressed as much in the rest of Adventure. But you can obviously see it still deeply affects TK, and understandably so, because he is the only one of that crew to have had to deal with that. And that, and he, it could have, without them knowing, he could have lost Padamon forever, basically. Like, they, they didn't know until the egg happened, of course, but... Yeah, Davis would act entirely differently if, like, you know... Vmon had been through that kind of thing. Like, yeah. it's 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 something that, yeah, it's, it's very much true to TK, both in the way it affects him and the fact that he, it it, it literally happened to him and, you know, he, yeah. there's, there's no going back from that. I, I can, can I just say this, I, I really like Okay, that. say real quick and then I want to get back to just one other thing. Yeah, so it's so short, no worries. Um, I really like that when TK is thinking back on Devimon experience, he acknowledges the fact that Patamod had, or Angemon rather, had to do what he did. Like, it's not a yeah. case of, like, I'm going to get that Devimon bastard before I get him back for what he did. It's a case of, like, oh shit, Devimon's here. The way things went last time, that had to be how it was at the time. But now I've got the opportunity to do to do better because I'm older, I'm wiser, I'm stronger. Uh, let's get let's get this let's get this done and and so off he goes it's still kind of like a bit of a it's, it's a little bit of a foolhardy move but it it's not one done out of like rage or or like few you know dangerous emotion like a dangerous yeah. emotional decision it's more measured it is one I out of virtuous emotions out of, if anything yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a relatively mature reaction in, yeah. in the grand scheme like, of yeah things. exactly if anything, he's trying he's trying to beat some sense into Ken because he's like, you you are going to regret this. Let me show you how much you will regret this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I just love the way that TK's like wall that he's putting up is also so effective at taking down Ken and like showing like the scared kid that Ken is deep down. Yeah. Like you very... see like you see that genuine side of Ken and not the Emperor. Where uh TK is like he says, when you can't think of anything to say, do you always resort to fighting? And Ken, like, you can see Ken is, like, visibly broken for a moment. and He's, he's like... He, he's shook. He's legit shook. 
Yeah, and he's like, I I guess. Like, he even he's not sure. And, like, you can just see, like, how you see genuine Ken for a moment in in the thick of things. And I think that's just so fascinating to see these these things, the way this reverses of how... I wouldn't say TK is, like, shy or, like, sta- or standoffish or aloof or anything like that. But he, is, he has not been, like, the loudest, most gregarious, like, most boisterous person on the team, of course. Like, he never has been. Like, he was a young kid. Like, a young, energetic kid, sure, but and now he's, like, older and he's sort of grown into himself. But now he is sort of just taking on that, like, tough, tough role because he has to. And then he is basically effectively putting the villain of this entire arc in his place <laughs> by just calling him, reading him for Phil. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it makes it so, it's so interesting because this scene, which is really the first scene where you've had TK and the Emperor, like, properly interacting as far as i can remember this seems really interesting because you have it makes me think back to like the rest of the show so far and like the interactions that uh, ken and davis have had specifically because everything davis has said to ken has more or less bounced off him like you know uh water on a duck's back it's just not happened it's just not had any effect other than to maybe make him a bit angrier there has been zero reaction like the one he shows to um ken here and it just makes me think like what if this dynamic was like more developed what if tk was the main character of digimon adventure 2 <laughs> how different would it be and you know maybe maybe you have to rejig things there where like it's more of like a you know, they never really, this is like the first time they're really coming to, to, head to head, like Ken's more of like a brooding villain, background villain, rather than, you know, up front there, like riding his, um, you know, uh, Miguidramon or whatever the hell they're called. Like, th- that's an interesting thing to think about in the context of this, because again, yeah, you're right, he just kind of tears him apart in like, you know, mentally and, yeah. and physically. And eff- <laughs> like, effortlessly too. Effortlessly, he does it effortlessly. Yeah. Like, he, he just immediately pinpoints his immediate insecurity because TK knows the forces of darkness. He knows what it does to people. He knows what it can do. And yeah. he knows at the end of the day that Ken is a kid like them who is wholly unequipped for this. And is just like, I am going to ruin this man's entire career. <laughs> I, 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 I'm kind of thinking now, and this is, this is a thought I'm just sort of having like right in this moment of I wonder if the, if the staff view TK in much the same sense that they view Patamon and Angemon. Like, I wonder if this is something where they look at this and go, TK is is meant to be powerful. <laughs> like, he's literally meant to be there to be like, he can't be the main character, but he's the he's the Deus Ex Machina. Like, he just comes in and can be the guy. And they were trying to, like, apply that to him as an actual person for once, rather than just, like, his Digimon partner, like, being the, like... It's it's an overused phrase, but it is very uh, speak softly and carry a big stick, except now it is speak loudly and s- swing your big stick at the Digimon yeah. Emperor. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's. I wonder if they view it like that, where, like, you know, Davis needs to be the main character still because they need an MC who's, like, very much flawed, but, like, relatable. <laughs> but in this sense, TK is. Because the show is such, such an, like, intentional continuation of the original Digimon Adventure, um, especially with stuff like all these all these continued times with uh, our war game and stuff like that, they have a scenario where the viewers expected knowledge of the original show is 
would make it more sense if there was a protagonist that had been through that with them rather than Davis, who is basically disconnected from the original show entirely. Um, and, you know, is very, carries a sort of like naivete and so on. Like, last episode was great because, I, just to be clear, just to go back to what I originally have said in previous episodes, I've never said that TK specifically should be the main character. I've always said it should be TK and Kari essentially said. Yeah, like we, joint, I think we've, we've all made a general consensus that, yeah. at least I have said, Kari should have inherited the goggles, like, as mm-hmm. she has stepped up from sure. Kai. And especially sure. after the Dark Ocean episode, where she sort of overcomes those uh, those insecurities with herself and being able to be strong like her brother. But, sorry, yeah. go ahead. It's just... No, no, no. I, 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 I agree so wholly with you that I am very passionate TK, about this. TK... TK and or Kari, like if it were either of them or both of them, I prefer both of them. But I think either either or both of them should have been the main characters of this show. And you saw last episode how well, how like softly and like brilliantly you had Kari slip into that mentorship role with Yole. Fantastic! They could have just kept doing that. They could have done that all the whole time with like you have. You know, you have Cody, you have Ayole. You probably have to have a different character rather than Davis, but you could still, you could probably still have Davis, or, or more accurately, Daisuke, I suppose. Um, but just, you know, not the main character. Um, yeah, that would have worked fine. But and and you know what? The knowing that Davis and Ken go on to have like this, basically, they share the spotlight for the most of the rest of the series as like partners for the most part. They. That relationship springing off of this interaction, like TK being the one to break through Ken's persona here, um, his like arrogance, his his you know literal evil, but also his like you know ego. Having TK is the one to break through with that. Shouldn't it make sense that TK continues to build Ken as a person, like continues to be the one to rebuild him as like a person based on what we see here? He can immediately tell this kind of person that Ken is, and that should also apply to like Ken's, you know, strengths or whatever. When once he's trying to like get his life back together, but instead that kind of, I, I don't remember how it pans out. I may, I'm guessing it ends up being more of a team effort than anything, which is also fine. But we know it ends up with Davis and Ken, you know, DNA did you? And I'm thing. sure that dynamic is going to be mostly enjoyable seeing yeah, as sure, we see sure. Ken. Can grow and Davis like being the one to bring him into the fold. I am excited I'm for not, that, but I I'm not, I, I, I'm I definitely agree. That, yeah. yeah, I'm not opposed to that and because this, like in the in the world we've got, we have kept, we have Davis as the main character, and 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 like in the world we've got, I think it makes sense for Davis then to be the one to like bring Ken back to the real world. But yeah, this, based on this, based on what we, based on what we see here of TK and based on what we know of Davis kind of being a wreck himself, I don't think it makes much logical sense based on the show that they have built right now and the characters that they have built right now especially with this episode this episode can is kind of putting I can, it I can, head. I can hear it right now tom i can hear a bunch of people revving up their keyboards uh, to write scripts for uh 16 part what if tk was the main character of adventure zero two youtube essays i would i every youtube essay i would write those scripts <laughs> like that would be that would if hey, i had hey if, when if are we starting that time, new fan fiction where i, I, I just I, if I had yeah, any free I'm, time, <laughs> I would. I'm just making fun of. I'm just making fun of the fact that like, if you go on YouTube, there's like a million different like, anime AU videos. Like, what if Raditz from Dragon Ball turned good, or um, you know, what if Luffy was the villain of One Piece or whatever? Well, like, then, then who knows? And Luffy would have been. Who show. knows? There's 
we're we're just daydreaming about something I, I that love, we think would be neat. Yeah. I love I, I love that this ex, I, I love the idea of this exercise with Digimon, and I, I am kind of biased on that because it's a show that I enjoy watching. Whereas I've never really become that attached as, as other people to like your Dragon Balls and other battle shonen and, and things like that. Yeah. Digimon's a group effort, so you could change things around in terms of like who's the who, who's the sort of like lead or so on, and you can still have like the show more or less be intact essentially. Oh yeah, like no, absolutely. Like Digimon like... Adventure. Digimon Adventure 2 would more or less follow the same path if Ken was, sorry, if TK was the main character, you'd still have the things with Ken. I've just explained how they may well have even turned out better or more interesting or more co- or more cohesive if TK was the main character. But you still go through the same stuff with Ken, like, you know, his his villain arc and, you know, the why that is and what happens afterwards and all the stuff with the control spires, all the, like, the, you know, the, the presence of the original kids and also the new kids. But it, I feel like it would just fit so much better, and I just really wish this, this was the show. And yeah. anyway, it's 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 annoying to like see something that feels clear as day, uh, and especially when other people agree with you, and, and then that not to be the example. But I just I just keep coming back to it, and I I can't let it go. But but hopefully no, I, don't, I don't blame you. It is <laughs> it is a strangely baffling decision to basically like make the the only holdovers from the original series into side characters in their own story like complete with they don't even really get that much development nor do they get you know second armor forms yeah well it's not even that it's like they do get okay we're seeing in this episode they do get character development they do get like presence in this show like here we've got a you know towards the climax of this arc we get a climactic you know encounter between one of the heroes and the main villain and that hero is is one of those side characters you've just mentioned like they are and they also had episodes like the dark ocean stuff and whatever like we we know there, there were plans here that went awry and, and things like that we've discussed that previously in the in the dark ocean episodes but they kind of it's not that it's weird that they didn't make tk the gaming character it's weird that they managed to make a show where it feels like he should have been and yeah that is the weird part to me i mean look at the idea like this if your three leads were positioned as tk kari ken tk obvious and we're looking at i'm looking at this solely from what we glean from this episode specifically in terms of the powers of darkness and how it affects our characters in the digital world and the real world you have tk who lost his partner to devimon who experienced firsthand the power of darkness and how it needed to be stopped at all costs and how much of a danger it is to the digital world and beyond. You have Kari, who has first-hand experience with a place called the Dark Ocean, which is just the most evil, like, alternate dimension imaginable that is just twisted and warped. You have Ken, who is playing with these dark powers that he can't even fully comprehend or know because this isn't as serious to him because he is so... Uh, he has removed himself so much from everything in terms of the digital world and Digimon and the human world that it is just a game to him who also has first-hand experience with the Dark Ocean. You could have set that up as your three main characters. You have uh, Daisuke, Yoli, Cody as your other three main characters in terms of like the rest of the Digestant, but obviously those three are your core three. Would have been a slam dunk. It, you have very easy ways to bounce those characters off each other immediately. yeah. It's it's a yeah 
it, it feels like an obvious like thing and maybe it's just hindsight like when they were putting the show together maybe those pieces didn't didn't make as much sense maybe they explored it more and decided they thought this was more compelling for some reason more likely i think there was also probably just we, we know there was development problems with the show like that that much is clear um just from what we know about like the you know the dark ocean arc which was you know planned and then more or less immediately thrown out <laughs> like that was you know that's that's how it turned out and and that's a shame because i feel like if the show was a bit more considered then you know it would have been something truly great as it is i feel like they ran into so many problems with like if they'd had more time to like consider the show um and like i feel like there were choices that they made were maybe also made in the in the for the sake of like safeness or like trying to keep a level of familiarity with the show like for example you have davis literally just looking like Ty, but a bit different like <laughs> you know stuff like that which just suggests that you know they had ambitions for this show but they weren't able to get them going entirely off the ground for whatever reason and maybe that was like a case of like oh we don't want tk as the main character because he's too much of a pretty boy or something or um we don't want uh kari as the main character because she's a girl and it's 19 it's the year 2000 i don't know like there were there were, there were obviously pressures and so on that I feel just got in the way of the show being truly great and like understanding and being able to utilize what it had, you know, left over from the original show in a way that made for something truly like fantastic, compelling, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, I'm that said, I don't want to, I don't want to buy too, sound like I'm buying 100% into my bullshit and just believing that this version will be better I just feel like I loved this side of TK so much and like Kari last episode and what we've seen of them so far this show that I, I, just, I just want more of that and, uh, and you can't blame me <laughs> you I, can't blame me for that I love I Chad think, TK so, he's, yeah. he's the best he is an absolute treat to watch in terms of just how like strangely not TK he is yeah, it's not like he's also stood there just doing like an epic rant or whatever. Um, again, just to just to uh, inhabit the spirit of the shrieking shack a bit. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like he's doing like a Harry Potter Rambo speech or whatever. Just to <laughs> use some of their terminology again. Um, he, he is he is basically you know he understands he he can see right through Ken because he's been through enough shit himself to like be able to do that. But then he he doesn't spend too much on that point. He immediately just goes down to like you think you should solve everything with violence. Well, maybe just this once. <laughs> and just punch him in the face. <laughs> I, I like that. I also like that he knows how to scrap. I I, I feel like that that is yeah, that is great. Like I I know Davis did the like flying lunge at him previously back in the episode with, <laughs> with the back him on like imposters, but the um I, I I don't get the feeling like Davis would actually know how to properly scrap. TK clearly knows how to throw down, and, and yeah. that is. That feels in character for him. <laughs> like, and and yeah. Ken no sold that. Meanwhile, TK took a whip to the face, and it was like, okay, no, no, no. He, he literally just didn't care. TK, TK, TK no sold the whip. Uh, Ken went down like a like a like a like a sack of shit. When like TK. Oh no, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking about in the episode where Davis did the the flying lunge down the hill. Oh he, yeah, Ken no oh, sold yeah, that. Right. He just didn't care. Yeah. Meanwhile, yes, right. TK no sells the whip and then immediately just says, <laughs> right. "Hey, you made that's a mistake, right. buddy." Yeah, it's great. It's great. I also love like yeah, like I said in my description, I love the half-hearted sort of fight between like, 
like Patamon's ready to go, but like and Wermon like sort of fights as well, but like he doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> and then as soon as um, <laughs> and I, I know I, I also I also love that as soon as Ken realizes there's like oh god the others are in trouble, he's mean like yeah like, yeah as much as I love to punch you in the face, I'm out. <laughs> like, um, he's not he's not like gonna get too distracted by that, which which you know. Hey, more more heroism there. More like mature, well considered. Like he's a, he's he's got his friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you, so just just for for comparison's sake? Do you want to hear um, the Japanese version of the exchange between TK and Ken there? Of course I do. Go ahead. I'm so invested in. I'm not. Even, I sound smarmy. I'm not. I'm so <laughs> curious. Like because I love this so yeah, much. Yeah. Okay. I guess you could tell us that. Uh, Stone says. <laughs> So no, of course. Um, I'm so excited. So it's it's important. Like so to, it's important to note that TK uses uh, he calls him Ichi Joji's son, which is like a you know the most respectful pronoun you can use um, sure. when speaking to someone your age. So even though you know he's chewing him out, he still like has that weird degree of respect to him, even though he's younger than him. Isn't he just being like, you know, sarcastic? I don't think so because it's not it's not presented as being sarcastic. It's like presented like he's legitimately trying to reach him. So here's, here's what he says. He says, Ichijoji-san, how long are you going to play your little world ruler game? Is it fun? Do you know what the power of darkness you keep talking about means? You don't, do you? You're not just going to get hurt. You have to grow up before anyone else gets hurt, too. And then Ken just keeps calling him an insect over and over and over again, which is like his catchphrase in the Japanese version. Like he calls everyone an insect. Okay. And then he says, uh, is, are you stuck on a repeat? Is that all you can say? And he tries to sh- shut him up by whipping him in the face. And then he goes, ah, I see, you can't win with words, so you re- resort to violence, huh? And then he, he very sheepishly says, no. And then <laughs> uh, Takiru says, no? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. If you're done, it's my turn. And then he punches him. That's so good. That's cool. It's, that works. I, I, that reads the, the, the moment... like extremely sarcastic to me, but I, I, if, even if it's not, it's it's kind of like it's still it's still but it still shows you like how different these characters are like there there is like so he should have called him like Ken Coon just to, <laughs> just to rub it in that Ken's yeah. little baby that child too much. Know what he's doing. No. I think there's an art to that. I think there's an art to this, and I don't think TK <laughs> nailed it there. Like calling him a child, like to his face, not 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 as not as fun. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, sorry, so go ahead. I, I just want to say, the, the moment that I loved so much where you start to see, like, TK, like, really just, like, ham it up is Ken's, like, bow, you'll bow before me, and TK just smizes and goes, nah, the floor is kind of dirty, and I'm just like, <laughs> I just love this. Like, I was eating it up. I'm just like, I love this moment. I love TK acting like this, like, this little, like, jock kid who is just, like, thinks he's the greatest ever. It was so good. But it's 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 great because it's also like I this this is a great thing about having a human villain as well is that you can do this shit because like yeah the, the, this would seem utterly like ridiculous if he was doing this against like Myotismon or something like this or like Myotismon said you should bow to me and he's like huh, I think I yeah. will actually uh, and then <laughs> they just like oh, uh, okay. Like, can uh, you imagine like TK like punching like like baby TK punching uh, my <laughs> though? That'd be pretty high. Well, do do I have an anime for you? Um, do I have a Digimon <laughs> show for you? Uh, <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to that in in a couple of seasons time. Um, in a couple of years. <laughs> well, who knows? Yes, probably. Um, that it. Sorry, what 
trying to fault that. Yeah, that maybe wouldn't have also worked as well if, like, Ken... I keep calling him Ken. TK was so, like, smarmy, but then didn't actually, like, really do anything or just, like, have Patamon fight Wormon or, like, you know, bubble blast uh, Ken a little bit or something. The fact that he actually punches him, like, kind of makes that work because it's, like... Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna chat shit and and you're actually gonna put you back into it as well. Like, so um, I, I really I really love that. I feel like we've been talking about this one moment for like <laughs> for like about half an hour now, but it's just I mean, that it's, it's, it's genuinely worth it. I think yeah, to, I think we fair, would be is, incredibly remiss if we did not go this deep into hard, yeah. this moment and how it spreads out across this entire series. Yeah, I was just gonna say to be fair, it is like the most significant moment in any episode we've covered so far. <laughs> Yeah, true. Uh, of the of this of this of this definitely of Adventure O two, um, and I could see an argument for like. I mean, Mimi did eat that rice ball, and that was that was very significant. <laughs> yeah, okay, we can't compare it to Mimi moments because we'll be here all day fighting that ball. Um, but I I just want to I, I just want to read this read my notes for it. It's, it's very short, but all all I said was like during that thing, all caps, sassy TK, I love it, kick his ass. TK main character. That's 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 <laughs> that's yeah. That, so, that sounds that's about really right. good. Yeah, that's more or less my thoughts during all that. Um, I think at least we should also talk about Chimera Mon a little bit. Yes, I was just about to bring that up. Yep, yep. But that's ahead. a very big thing that'll that'll be uh, in the next few episodes. And this is, if anything, obviously uh, Ken is the real antagonist, but Chimera Mon is the muscle. It is the sheer force of Ken being the antagonist in this first arc. Like, like Ken is just Ken. Uh, Wormon obviously doesn't want to fight, at least in the dub. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want any of this to happen. Ken is just Ken, but it's Chimera Mon that is, like, the the ultimate danger. Uh, obviously, notwithstanding the fact that Ken himself is dangerous. And God, Chimera Mon is so stupid, and he is so cool. Chimera Mon is, like, if Ken is basically just, like, he's on the thing where... He's taken his like char. He's taken his Charizard card and he's put like an extra zero on its HP, and <laughs> and, and it's uh, and he's like he's like sharpied over like its weaknesses, like he's he is like oh my, my well I do one billion damage, um in that case and and you know he's just like the most unbearable friend you can't play with because he just yeah. makes he, ju- he just changes the rules all the time to. Like, the fact that Chimeramon isn't a mega, like, feels like a disservice to, like, what we see just so far and, like, what we're going (laughs) to see. Here's the thing. In in the game, it was a mega. It was retconned into being an ultimate for the show. I hate that. That's... He should be a mega. Like, like his sheer power, like, he literally just, like, shrugs off. Like, it doesn't even seem to phase him. Like, he doesn't blink or anything at every attack thrown at him in this episode. And the fact that of the character, it requ- the Digimon it requires to beat him, like he should be a mega. I, I agree, but I, I also I, think the the writers were probably like, we can't have them fight someone this powerful this early. It'll throw off our power scaling too hard. I, I, I learned, guess, but they I, they use the do sex machina, so I learned a long time ago to uh, that the power levels uh, trying trying to like argue with power levels in an anime never never goes well. So. <laughs> but I'm kind of like, just, just for argument's sake, I, I I did kind of think, well, it's a bunch of champion Digimon like mushed together, 
and like I guess <laughs> it's got metal grip on hair. And the hair of one <laughs> and the hair of one ultimate. Yeah, what is that hair yeah. even doing? Is it just for style? Is it like it's just for style? System? Yeah, pretty much. Like, pretty much it... Which, if you want style, you should use Metal Cedramon's hair. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> that's not. That's not in this. That's not in this conversation. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm just saying, if you wanted real style, like, you would have used Metal Cedramon's hair because he's got the all party. <laughs> party in the back, <laughs> business in the front. Yeah, but it, but it, but Metal Cedramon, of course, is all party. All party. Sorry, it's all party. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, yeah, Command was hilarious. Um, I don't care what power level it is because obviously it just shows up to wreck wreck the house. And uh, I like that it's so uh, they they kind of just escape, don't they? That they, they they don't really even really properly attempt to fight it, do they? They just you know let it. I think he he just sort of like flies off, right? They just run away from him, yeah. They're like, well, uh, I guess yeah. we're gonna try again another day. Yeah, except Which is... another day is just five minutes later because... <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, Big boy is yeah. here. Yeah, this is very much like... There is... Kenna's gone too far. Um, this has to be the end of him now. Um, I, I like this as like a... You know, a, a, like a secret weapon last resort because it's so obviously like uncontrollable, unpredictable, like... It's it's so clear that like this isn't this isn't gonna bring Ken Richery, but like in a way that feels like it says more about Ken's character than it does like just provide the heroes with an easy win if that makes sense. Like Kimmerman yeah. is a if beast, anything he but, like he is happy to go down in a blaze of glory if he takes down the entire digital world with him. Yeah, it, it kind of makes Ken seem both more dangerous and also more childish than he's ever seemed before, which yeah. It, it that's that's cool, you know. That's that's as it should be, really, because that is Ken. He is a he is a kid, and his big master plan turning out to be well. What if I just shove all these Digimon together? Is like so perfectly in line with that like way of thinking about him. So. Yeah. Um. One thing that I think is fun about this is just like the the scene the scene when when Ken's descending into the 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 dark uh, whirlpool. To suck the essence off of Devimon with his little Ghostbusters backpack. Um, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And I, it's so weird. Yeah. I just love how, like, he, Devimon's like, hey, bro. And he's like, hi. And he just, like, kind of clicks his tongue and goes, you know what you're messing with, man. <laughs> but he does it anyways. This just, just, vacuum, just vacuums him up. There's just something so funny about, like, the villain saying, bro, you probably should stay away from me. Yeah, does that, does that come up again? Uh, I think very briefly. Uh, in the next couple episodes, like Devimon's uncontrollable influence does something to this combination that's very bad. But okay, right, I see, I see. Devimon is a character I do not remember being in this, in this, in in Adventures O two specifically, at all. Yeah, so. it's it's more it's more of a, like his his influence is there, even if he doesn't physically appear. But I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's really funny that like a villain telling another villain, "Dude, find another find another essence. Don't don't mess with mine." <laughs> My Mon is in the whirlpool, like three blocks down. I think that's a better choice. Like I'm just looking out for you, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the one other note I had in this episode, we we touched on pretty much every point I wanted to I wanted to hit. So the one other point I had is um, they make a, a bit of a localization change in the dub, where the the couple that uh, June hit hitchhikes with to to get to uh, the campsite uh, is they're just strangers in the in the sub, whereas they're changed oh, to her grandparents. That's so weird. 
I no offense, sub, but why would why would you have your kid, your child, your teenager character be like, I'm just gonna hitchhike with some strangers? Why not have her call her mom and dad, who were featured in the episode prior, watching the TV? This has been a theme of the show, like I mentioned earlier, uh, where we have the original kids in the first series trying to hitchhike with just randos. Uh, yeah, oh, and they and, did successfully, didn't they? So and, like, yeah. with yeah, uh, you know, Sora's cousin Dwayne. And- in the in the sub as well, uh, they take her to the wrong lake because she wants to go to Lake Yamanaka, which is where they're camping. They accidentally take her to Lake Hamanaka instead. They take her to the wrong places. I really like the change for the dub where they take it to the wrong place because they gave her the wrong address. Like I kind yeah. of felt like that was a change because of just it, it just it just felt sort of unnatural. But I really liked that as like as <laughs> like a excuse for why why she wouldn't reach up with him uh, I, I found it really funny that whole the whole plot line was 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 really funny in in the last episode yeah it, it's it's a good little capper to a very uh serious episode yes yeah yes it's it's some good comic relief this episode has some good comic relief as well i really love davis's like stupid like uh, like oh no they left me behind what the hell <laughs> and then and then just magically finding an island that just so happens to like have a bloody like a lever that's a tree <laughs> <laughs> and and the way that everyone, each person is like, oh, like like TK and and Cody, like, do you think Davis will be mad that we went all the time? He's like, no, they got the girls. Then you have uh, Kari and Yoli flying off, and like, I think T- uh, Davis might be really mad, and they're like, no, he'll be fine. And then Davis's like, I'm so upset. <laughs> why would they leave? Why does no one want to hang out with me? He's such like and, a. And I was even thinking, like, yeah. why wouldn't you just take him? Like, you have room. That's, it's, just, it's very funny. It is so. I love funny. that he's just the butt of the joke, and that, that's why I felt like it felt more like what how how uh, how Scrafty's been like describing <laughs> the show so far. Uh, like, sorry, describing Daisuke so far, yeah. and like his relationship with his family. Uh, not his family. His um, uh, yeah, no, yeah, his family. Um, and and, and stuff like that so far because it just felt like yeah, finally here he is, the butt of the joke. This is Daisuke territory. This is not David's territory. So yeah, um, and there's there's a good running it, joke in this great. episode as well, where um, right before people abandon uh, Daisuke, they they always say uh, just Shikata Ganai, so it, it can't be helped. <laughs> like <laughs> at first they're just like, so we're gonna have to leave Davis. And it's like, oh, well, it can't be helped. And then later on, um, when Yuli and Kari are flying away, they're like, do you think Daisuke will be upset? And then Yuli just goes, yeah, it can't be helped. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's good. That's so good. I love I love the like the stupid tree as well because that feels like such a return to like the artifice of the digital world which you see a lot of in like season one especially like the fire island arc and after a point never really seems to like come up again that often yeah Uh, like you know like like phone phone boxes at the beach and stuff like that yeah this whole season so far has just been either like a rocky outcropping or a forest with like no in between yeah yeah so i'm i'm glad to see more of like weirdo digital world yeah it's 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 what the digital world is about like we see early on like vending machines everywhere there's phone booths like things don't work right or aren't as they should and now it's we see that again and it's just a little bit and it is like used for a joke but it's like oh i I like i like seeing like what i recognize more as this weirdo like computer world that we we just watched 54 episodes on bizarre reflection of of you know the rest of it yeah absolutely yeah as as opposed to just here is a location that shouldn't be here like here's the old west 
here's a, here's a Toei theme park, here's X, Y, and Z type of thing. Like it's the theme park was the theme park was pretty good, but yeah, I, no, I know it, what you're saying. It is. I, I like I like the ideas of like all these like mishmash of places, but it feels more like here's a place as opposed to here is a thing that is just out and out very strange and shouldn't be the case. I kind of dig the um, I kind of dig it as a, like a notion of like okay, so the digital world feels more homely. I suppose is is a thing. Like this is obviously a world that also is is you know it's free of the Dark Masters influence and so on, which was much more corrupting than the Digimon Emperor, who is much more straightforward in like I'm just going to put these big like towers everywhere and you're all going to be my slaves. But other than that, like the world looks the same and isn't you know like twisted into a big mountain or anything weird like that. Um, I and 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 having it be a bit more like natural, I suppose, kind of works in the sense of like. Oh, this is the Digimon's home. This isn't supposed to be like an 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 inherently hostile place. But I'm I'm saying that, but I also don't think that was intentional at all. I think it is probably way more likely that yes, the that art direction here was just uninspired. <laughs> so I hate to which I, which I hate to hate I hate to think, but it is probably more likely, isn't it? So um, you know, certainly I. Just, just to pivot a bit, I really like one moment of this episode where um, it's it's like it's a line from Houseimon in the in the dub <laughs> where it's I think they just throw some attacks at Chimeramon and then and then they don't work and then and then Houseimon says something like they had no effect and then like there's like a pause and then like two seconds later. He just gets like smashed in the face by like by like Cameramon's like one of <laughs> one of his arms or something. He just comes out of nowhere and just swats him away like a fly, and he just goes ah! <laughs> it just and then just falls like a like it just cracked me up so much. Some of the like timing is just like the most perfect accidental comedic timing on like people getting punched in the face and stuff. It's, it's just really funny like slapstick violence, um, and I can't tell if it was like intentional or not, but. It made me laugh. I don't know if anyone else like. I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. I laughed at that line for some reason. But yeah, yeah, yeah anyway. it's, it's a good line. Yeah. Also, okay. 19 episodes in, Digmon is still the drill of power. We will keep you all updated on when I will finally be yeah. correct and that it eventually changes one day. I'm sure it must. It does. Yeah. I know it does. I. It has to change, otherwise my brain is just making up all of these false memories. But what's what's Submarimon called? Because Submarimon has he a He is name, just like... the guardian of the seas. I thought he was the guardian of reliability for some yeah. reason, but he is, or the submarine of reliability, but he's just the guardian of the seas. Flame Jumon Which... just should have kept his mouth shut or said something else, like <laughs> he's ruined it all by saying the flame of courage or the fire of courage or whatever. Yeah, he says. you're right. He, he's yeah. just, he, he put the bar too high for the rest of these Digimon to be like, <laughs> I can't think of anything. Uh, uh, Guardian of the Sea. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, Samarimon would have been like, "What? Well, I'm the fish of reliability. I'm the reliable fish. It's like, no, I can't be that. I'm the Guardian of the Sea. It's like, no, your name has to be, like, all the thing of of traits or something like yeah. that. We're, we're already trying to explain this to Digmon, man. Now we're telling him we have to explain to Samarimon as well, for, like, for God's sake. Get with the program. Samarimon, so, uh, old reliable. That would be yeah. good. That would have been that would have worked. Yeah. That would have worked because it's it's like Joe because Joe is all reliable. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, why not? But 
no, the Guardian, Guardian of the Seas. Uh, even though, I don't know, he probably doesn't actually fill that role whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> what? The, oh, actually, here's a question. Um, I really like Cody's role in this episode as well. Like, he doesn't do yeah. that much, but he's the first on the scene, and he doesn't just stand around there or, like, get, like, intimidated by the Digimon Emperor or anything like that. He's he's actually like, oh, here's these, all these Digimon that have been captured. Let's actually break them out. Yeah, I, I like that a lot because it feels, like, very fitting with his character to be, like, for, like, Digmon and Armadillomon to have been like, hey, let's go destroy that power reactor engine. And Cody's like, I think we should focus on freeing these Digimon first. Like, I think that's, like, really... It shows it shows his strength of character. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and also just, like... You know, he's he's a fairly smart kid. Like, he has a, he has his anxieties and insecurities about things, naturally, but, like, it doesn't. this doesn't come across as that. It comes across as, like, him just being sensible. Like, he's a good kid. Exactly. So, yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it, it reflects well on him. And, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just, like... 2020 being such a shit show and just general like 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 solid moral plays and stuff like that will have such a huge effect on me because like i'm so sick of like anti-heroes and like grim stuff and whatever like i really just like a like a character being like good and pure and something like something like this where like you have characters fighting and like there's a big monster and there's like you know, literal fist fight between the hero and the villain. Um, it's really nice that amongst all of this, there is also this effort, like this rescue mission happening. Like I love in superhero films when amongst all the chaos and the fighting, there is a concerted effort being made to like protect civilians and stuff like that. Like um, the scene in the Avengers where you've got Captain America, like recognizing there's buildings full of trapped people who are being like hounded by the aliens and like, you know, they're, they're, they're like referencing and paying attention to, the, to that and, you know, keeping them in mind rather than just, you know, brawling with aliens, which they do a lot and, you know, realistically would kill thousands of people still. But, you know, never mind. <laughs> it's, it's the thought that counts. Um, <laughs> and I kind of like that here as well, where you've got like this whole thing wasn't for, wasn't for nothing. It wasn't just to go kick the Digimon Emperor's ass explicitly. Uh, or at least it didn't end up being just that, and that, and it didn't end up being just that because of the characters involved and and their like, yeah, pureness of heart. I, I would agree with that. I I really like seeing just Cody being like, I would rather save these like that is the more pressing issue is helping these Digimon who have been imprisoned and enslaved. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think it. I think that's. I think that's great. If it's his character well, it's like his character is here. It's being utilized. It has a purpose. Um, it makes you feel for Cody as well. Like I really am really happy with like how Yole and Cody are being used by the show right now, and they're like they're placed in it. And I, I'm I'm completely gobsmacked that I'm saying that, you know, at all during our recap of this show. <laughs> Whether or not it'll continue. <laughs> remains to be seen but as, for right now i'm pretty i'm feeling pretty good about it so that is that is nice i think i think we should we should close the book on these set of episodes before we record for three more hours that is just our radio play of adventure 02 the au 
Yes. Um, the only other thing I'd say is, what the hell is the whirlpool about? Just, just closing thought. What oh, is the dark yeah. whirlpool? Where does that come from? Like, does that get elaborated I, on at all? It, it comes from the writer's butt. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. Kind of like what we were just saying about Digimon World just being weird and full of random shit. Um, yeah, I mean, the Dark Ocean uh, was also just, here's this thing, so I don't really mind the, <laughs> the Dark Whirlpool just being like, here's this evil whirlpool that Devimon has just been hanging out in for three years. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of guess it makes sense of just like, oh, Devimon's here, that's why it's dark. <laughs> guess what, like, why is Devimon in the middle of the ocean? <laughs> he's he's <laughs> chilling. It, he's funny. vibing. Like a, yeah, he's just, he's just hanging out. He's just, you know, he's getting clean. Getting, yeah, he's just, he's just, uh, just having moist. a good time. Yeah. Just dude being just uh, a dude being a dude. Dude being dude. Devi being Devi. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's I guess we should wrap up, yeah. <laughs> Poor yeah, thing. we should wrap up. Yeah. But this was cool. Uh these 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 were cool episodes and next week. These are I'm great. So and I, I am very excited to to see how this concludes because again, I was just super like just enthralled and like excited watching these and I haven't been uh, no yeah. I haven't been focused on the show or like captured by the show as much in the past week since we started O2 as I have now. Yeah, this is, this has been the most engaging episodes for certain, like with a bullet. So that's great to see. So uh, I think this week we will probably skip any reader mail because we are going pretty long and there's nothing wrong with that. We got a lot of good talk in, but I think we should at least cover what Scrafty's been doing lately and where we can find Scrafty. Oh, well, I am on Twitter at ScraftyDevil. Lately, I've just been getting back into Hades after I left it for a while to um, play a bunch more, like No More Heroes and whatever. Oh, sorry, sorry, Scrafty. Can I stop stop you there? Um, Do you mean uh, 2020 The Game Awards Best Game nominee? (laughs) Say Hades. God, like that game is really good. I still have no idea how it got nominated for that many awards. To be honest, <laughs> like because it's I, sick. <laughs> like it, it is a very great game. It is an amazing game, even. However, I think recency bias is doing it a lot of a lot of favors. Because <laughs> like I kind of, I'm kind of like I kind of, I, I do get the argument, but also it's been a game that's been in early access for like the last year and, and, and a bit, and I and I feel like. Like it was literally released during the 2018 Game Awards, like as as yeah. part of the big Epic Game Store like reveal. So, yeah, I don't know, but I I love it to pieces. But uh, I I'm I'm not gonna argue with recent various arguments because I I think that's they're often they're often yeah. valid. So. Like I'm seeing, I saw there was a meme going around on Twitter a few weeks ago that was like post your you know drop your four favorite games of all time and i saw more than one person put hades on that list and i'm like it's too that's, soon like that's that's it i like I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it so much i love it i think it's a fantastic game i would not feel comfortable listing it as one of my top four favorite games of all time yet like it, it takes that kind of stuff takes time to gestate like you gotta let your your, yeah. your thoughts uh, crystallize before you can really you know form a yeah, solid opinion on it like back when the mo- yeah exactly yeah it's like back when yeah the, mo- the most recent game, the most recent game that I would put on my on any sort of list like that is probably like Ghost Trick or something, which came out in like 2011. So I think I think Nier, Nier yeah. Automata is the only one that I have from the last or, or, five years. Yeah, or like Breath of the Wild or 
Yeah, mine would be like uh, Near and Life is Strange. So like within the within the past five years for me, basically. But that, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell people how to enjoy things, and I don't think you're doing that either, uh, Scrafty. Yeah. But like I, that does kind of make me make me go. Hmm. Um, maybe you just thought of the first four games that you really like that came came to the top of your head. Which yeah. To be honest, it... When anyone when anyone asks me about like what's my favorite band or like movie or something, I I, I kind of have that line of thinking as well. So. Um, I, I'm I, I'm kind of I, I'm no one to talk really. Yeah, I but, just think yeah, yeah, I just definitely think that like you you need time and distance from stuff in order to properly appraise it, and like it's really easy to get caught up in you know whatever you're super into at the time, and you know treat that as your you know favorite thing of all time at the moment or whatever. But um, like for example, like recently you know I've been getting back into Gundam a lot and rewatching a lot of those series. Um, even how much I, with how much I love them and how I've been rewatching them recently, I don't think I would put any of them in like my top five favorite anime of all time. Maybe like maybe top ten, but not not top five. Sure. Would you put anything Digimon in your top five favorite anime? Uh, yes, Tamers. Tamers is my number three. Tamers has been my number three for years. <laughs> That's fitting because it is the third Digimon, so that would mean Adventures Two is your number two, and Adventures <laughs> your number one. That's how it works, right? That's yeah. I, that's I, how I bought. This I bought the box set for Tamers recently, and uh, just to. You know, so I'd have it ready for watching it. I wanted to watch it like Digimon Tamers, style. sponsored by Jeff Bezos and Amazon. <laughs> yes, I got I got some Bezos books from my birthday <laughs> off my off my dear old Nana, and uh, and I put them towards that. Um, so uh, it literally says O3 on the box, which I was kind of surprised by. But there we go. <laughs> it's uh, it's a Digimon Tamers uh, O3, and it's really good. It's it's nice actually. They use the like Japanese style branding for like the logos and stuff, which I didn't Ooh, realize they that's did. Good. So yeah, but like localized to like English, which that's that was cool to see. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, Hades is cool, but yeah, see, I do see where you're coming from, and um, as long as you're enjoying it in any capacity, I think that's all anyone, all all I want to see. Yeah, again, again, it's fantastic. It's definitely in my top five for the year, but like top four for all time. I think it needs more time to to think about that because. While it is a great game, it is a game with a, I'd say as someone who played a lot of roguelikes, it's got a, a smaller amount of, it's a more finite amount of content than most roguelikes do. Since yes. There's only, there's only four bosses in the game. One of those bosses has three slight variations to it. Um, you can add additional variations with a, a contract mod hard. later on. Harder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to make them harder. But like, because of that and the fact that there's only like, I think three or four different types of enemies in every world. Um, you're gonna see everything the game has to offer pretty early on, and from that point, all you're really doing is you, you keep playing for a little, little bits of extra story snippets, or if you want to beat your high score, and that's about it. Versus like, you know, enter the the gungeon, which I've been playing for three and a half years now, and still haven't fought every boss in. <laughs> so yes, yes, Hades is not a game. I'm hesitant to even call Hades a roguelike. Like it is roguelite. Uh, it is it is using ro- roguelike elements to as part of like a of its like game design but it's it, it's it doesn't really engage with a lot of the same uh, a lot of the elements that a lot of roguelikes do like uh like um like emergent gameplay and stuff like that there's really not that much of that it's more just about using like the um you know putting the combat first and foremost and, and using a structure that like lets that shine without it being the same scenario the exact same scenarios or or over and over again and letting you like modify it to like an insane degree like every single time you play so 
Um, but in terms of like you know grenade rolling downhill, it's got none of that. So so uh, you know Splunky two, uh, Enter the Gungeon stuff like that. Yeah, that they'll always dead cells. They 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 go hard in that area. Uh, I think Hades might not be as good as it is if it did to be honest because it feels so focused on like other stuff. So. Yeah, it's, Sorry to, it, so like I said, it is it is an amazing <laughs> game. If you love that game, I'm right there with you. I think it, I think it's it's incredible. Um, yeah. But give it more time. Give it a little bit more time. See if they come out with like an up, an update for it or DLC or something that increases oh, the longevity a bit. Yeah, before before you you know count it as one of one of your all time faves. Yeah, it, I I'm just happy that it's up there because I always like seeing an indie game, on especially one that's truly independent like this. Um, Although maybe they, they must have got some epic money. Anyway, um, um, I, I love seeing indie game like this uh, get the like shine alongside. Uh, okay, so the, if you haven't seen it, the list for the the, the Jeff Keighley Game Awards things, which I know I know they're very trashy awards, but whatever, they're, they're kind of fun. Um, the the best game best game in the list is like Hades, The Last of Us Part Two, uh, Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, and uh, sorry, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, of that list, Hades, I think, stands out in a big way. Uh, yeah. Not just because of its budget and like scope, but like just, just, just the. I don't know. Like, I think it's got a better story than any of those other games. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, and I definitely think that Logan Cunningham's performance as Zagreus is the best uh, of the year as well, which is why it's so funny that no, um, sorry, the best, Hades. yeah, like the best voice actor. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, it's hideous. Um, yeah, Darren Corbs is Zagreus, yeah. yeah, and yeah, I agree the... that Zagreus, Zagreus is a great performance. I think Hades is fairly, it's good, but it's a bit more rote, I think, uh, mm-hmm. or a bit more, a bit more standard. Uh, sorry, was that what you were gonna say? Sorry, I was, I was just gonna say it's funny that if you go to the best voice acting category, three out of the five are first party Sony games, <laughs> yeah. Well, they do that, they, they really invest in that stuff, you know, like. That they are about um, mo-capped actors and stuff with big fancy HD graphics. They're all about that, like Nintendo is about jumping on shit. So you know they 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 are they have they have their specialities now, <laughs> and just be glad that they seem to be branching out a tiny bit with the PS5 so far. So yeah, I can't I can't believe the actual game of the year Bug Snacks didn't come out in time to get nominated. <laughs> uh, what a shame. Yeah, or rest in peace, bug snacks. By all accounts, the Astro Bot game. <laughs> like it seems like it probably should be up there as well, but based on whatever everyone said about it. But I don't have a PS5, so. Well, I've said yeah. my piece. Tom, how about you? What have you been up to, and where can we find you? <laughs> yes, sorry, I think I kind of interrupted most of yours. Um, <laughs> I have um, not been playing that many games in the last week. Um, you, uh, sorry, you can find me on Twitter at ColdManHeart. Uh, just to get that out of the way. Um, yeah, I've not been playing that many games this this week. Um, kind of just like Animal Crossing, playing the new, you know, checking up on the new updates, uh, which is very, uh, very much appreciated. Uh, with extra storage and you know, um, they added in like new hairstyles, new like reactions. So you can finally make your character plant their butt on the ground, and that's really nice. Real to take sitting hours. Real I'm sitting. Hype. Yes, real sitting. Uh, selfie animation. Uh, uh, yoga animation, just some really cool stuff. It's, it's nice to see them support the game in these kind of ways, even though, of course, they should be. That game sold like 
30 million copies by now or something probably like it, it's just it's just a juggernaut um so that was cool um i watched all of the mandalorian uh which continues to be a really exciting show um it's it's made me like star wars again after hearing how bad rise of the skywalker was, uh, yeah rise of the skywalker was and just not seeing it on that basis like i still haven't seen it i don't see any reason to i buy my free you're time one of the lucky ones yeah, I I just value my free time too much to to, to, to do that shit. Um, I uh, really like The Mandalorian. I think it's really fun. I think Star Wars makes way more sense nowadays as a, t- as a TV show than as a bunch of films. So I'm hoping that it stays good and uh, doesn't jump the shark or anything like that. And uh, Baby Yoda is cute, and I'm excited to see uh, Ahsoka in uh, live action. That should be fun. Um, but that's basically all I've been up to, so I'll keep it brief this time and just say, um, yeah, Sloan, where can we find you? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. I'm also going to keep it brief. Most of this past week is spent uh, editing. We had some audio issues. Again, sorry for the late uploads. It happens. Uh, sometimes the internet just doesn't want you to make the podcast well. And sometimes you just <laughs> say, well, sorry, internet, but I'm going to put all my blood, sweat, and tears into this podcast. And you do it. Other than that, I've played a little bit of uh, Slay the Spire. Still working on Silent Ascension 20. Uh, I will be posting about it and talking about it as soon as as I beat it. So nothing yet. I've still been writing. 20 days in. I need to get day 20 out. But by the time this episode is up, uh, it'll be like probably Thanksgiving around then. So I'll basically be done. Uh, with the with the track I'm on, I might reach 50,000 words within the 30 days, which wasn't even something I intended, but if it does happen, I'll be pretty happy of just making the the National Novel Writing Month goal for my for fan fiction, which would be very just n- nice for me to complete for once. <laughs> but yeah, nice, well done. Well, I mean, I I assume you all hit that, so so well done. I, I hope so. Thanks. I've got nineteen done so far. I I really uh, squeezed out nineteen last night, but I think the rest of them. I have some ones that I'm really looking forward to writing. Uh, one of the ones that's coming out, I think, within the next week or. Before it ends, uh, is Lost Evolution is centric, so I won't talk about that much more because spoilers. But you know, I'm excited to write these. It has been a lot of fun just doing this, and I think. Oh yeah, I mean, we do you have. Can't, you can't. You can't talk about it because uh, Joe. It's not. In, it's not. In, it's not in England yet. So yeah, Joe also Joe having taken a bullet for Gomamon uh, at the end of Lost Evolution. Uh, that's going to change how you write these oh, yeah, quite a lot, right. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all, all my whole canon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week we've got the end of the Digimon Emperor arc, episodes 20 and 21. I don't think I'm alone when I say I am really excited to come into the proverbial booth next week and record with y'all. It's, yeah, it's going to be yeah. some a some, uh, couple of doozies, so make sure you clear off some time on your schedule, everyone. Yeah, this is a, this is a big episode, so... If you are as it should be. If you're being responsible and not traveling for the holiday, good on you. Throw on a Novacast instead. Excellent. Yes, please do. Yes, and uh, leave reviews on iTunes and wait, no. Yes. Can we do leave, that? Leave yeah. Uh if you want to leave ratings and reviews on iTunes, uh that helps with our reach and it helps us uh if you want to leave a review, know how we're doing and that helps because we love feedback and we love sort of knowing what's going on and how we can improve because if there's one thing that I can say it's that we just want to make this the best show that it can be, of course. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate all listeners. Yeah, we appreciate all listeners. Thank you all for listening, of course. And this is the Novacast. Thanks for listening. And thank you for listening.